This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, to uh, tonight's extra time. Cannot believe we've already got over 116 people watching live as we go live. Obviously, it's a bit of a momentous day for Wolves today. Um Earlier announcing officially, it was um, dropped earlier on a lot of the uh, in Portugal. Then it went to the uh, to, to the British journalists, and everyone was confirming, including Fabrizio um, and Percy and, and Liam and and all of those guys. And then obviously, uh, then it got announced officially by Wolves that Wolves have parted company with head coach uh, Bruno Large after sixteen months in charge. And, um, you know, it's been, the writing was on the wall. We talked about it in our last podcast. We basically, I think uh, Manny called it, actually. He said after the West Ham game. <laughs> and uh, it's exactly as it is. We've got so many people wanting to come on the show tonight. So we're going to do extra time in a slightly different format. Normally, we just have one guest come on at a time on extra time. This time, we're going to do it in groups of three so we can have a proper chat bit of banter across everything and we can get through. Otherwise, it could end up being a four-hour show and I get told off by Emma, uh, the producer, if it goes in into the night. It was a late one last night, getting back at one o'clock in the morning. Um, if you are trying to get on the show and um, you can't currently get into the green room, don't worry, just keep trying every 15 minutes because as we get through, the gaps will appear uh, or drop us a message on the Always Wolves and we'll get you on. And, of course, I do want to say a big thank you to Wolf Life, uh, the local Bilson company uh, that does the insurance, uh, life insurance, who power this show. And you can enter the um, Winner Wolf shirt in the link below. And, uh, yeah, so without any further ado, let's bring on uh, my first guest we've got, Manny. Hi Dave, how you doing? You're right, mate. Yeah, we've mate. got Jason, and we've got Paul. How you doing? Evening, everyone. Well, 
Well, well, well. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, a momentous day. It seems only like a week and a half ago that we all sat around Jason's talking about how long do we think Bruno Large has got. And Manny, you are the winner because you did <laughs> say West, after the West Ham game, I believe, that yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, in fact, wasn't it the fact that Bruno Large and his brother were going to be having some samosas delivered tomorrow? You know, it is so... It's surreal because on the eve of the match on Saturday, just out the blue, you get a message from somebody who knows somebody, and it comes to me that can you send some samosas for uh, Bruno and his brother, and they'll they'll do a picture and they'll send it to you to promote uh, samosa Saturday coming in two weeks. So you know they've done me a dirty there. <laughs> no, so that that was the case. Yeah, so even tonight I had them ready and. Um, uh, I got the message uh, off, you know, the person who's going to take them to them that they've uh, said they, they've left and they're not there. So, um, so me and my sons had some samosas. <laughs> Are you polished? Oh, the thought was there. The thought was there. The um, thought was there. Um, Jason, um, your thoughts on the news dropping today, mate? And I'm loving the fact that you every time Jason comes on, he's always got a retro shirt on. And uh, which, what year you got on there, mate? Uh, what's this actually? 95, Ooh. 96, is it? I think perhaps 98, I reckon. Oh, oh yeah, actually, yeah, Adi Akinbai, it was about 97, yeah, 99, yeah. actually. 99, <laughs> anyway, shows how much I know. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, Dave, writing was on the wall. Um, I think it was a bit overdue, really. Um, I'd have preferred to have seen it probably towards the back end of last season or towards the end of the season, I should say, the end of the season, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't think any of us uh, were, were shocked and surprised. On Twitter as well, it was pretty unanimous that people wanted him to go. And not everyone can be wrong. So I think it was the right choice. I'm glad Wolves have done it quickly. I'm glad they're not waiting till the World Cup or till January when it would have been way too late. I think now's the time in terms of the way they've acted quickly and, um, yeah, the right move all round. Absolutely. And Paul, uh, your initial thought when you're hearing the news, where were you today when that dropped for you? I was cleaning the guinea pigs out, actually, when it went off on my phone. You, cleaned it, you were cleaning the guinea pigs? <laughs> yeah. I can't say it was a surprise. Um, to I think it was Liam Keane that uh, that broke the news that I saw anyway. But, I mean, the first feeling is is you're a bit sad, aren't you? Because you never want a manager to not succeed and as a bloke, no one's really got much of a um, bad word to say about him. But I think also relief at the same time, it had to happen. You know, 95, 99% of the fan base who want, wanted him to go after yesterday can't be wrong, can they? So, yeah, sadness that he hadn't um, built on the initial bit of success around January time when he was manager of the month. But also it had to happen, so... I do feel relieved and I'm pleased that they have acted. Equally, it does make me think, could this decision have happened before the international break? You've got two weeks for a new new guy to come in, get used to working with some of the players. Would things have really changed in this West Ham fixture? So I think it could have even happened in hindsight, um, you know, almost straight after the Man City game. Do you think... Um, do you think Money that they're waiting for, um, man, uh, the waiting for their person to become available. Do you think that's got anything to do with it, or do you just think they were basically giving them, giving him to West Ham, and because of, 
I mean, he's playing what like someone said, a world class midfielder of Neves, who is is the club captain, but he's playing him in the centre of defence, and you've got two central defenders sat on the bench. Um, you know, um, I don't know. You know, I'm pretty sure when when the season's unfolding and we're losing games, and it's you've seen the reaction and you've seen how we don't score goals. That surely somebody in the hierarchy is already looking at possible, you know, changes and um, uh, who to bring in. And then, then, yeah, they probably could have gone a bit earlier, but some people think they should have gone a bit later. I, I suppose there's never really a perfect time, but I think this seems as perfect as it could be because there's still a lot of the season to go. There's still a lot of points to play for. We've still got some you know, very decent players at the club. They've just spent 120 million quid, you know. They're not going to risk going down, and you have to make the change early. There was nothing. Bruno showed nothing. He showed nothing to us as the fans. He showed nothing to the boardroom, you know, in terms of how he was going to change the way we were going. You know, West Ham, you know, we went to that game, and pretty much as soon as the team sheet was read out, everyone's heart sank. I've never felt like that before a game where you felt that this was the same again. He's not prepared to change or do something different when it's going wrong. And, um, uh, you know, I heard, I was at the Wolves women's match today and we were sitting in the crowd when we heard. So <laughs> the whole crowd were just on their phones. <laughs> you know, apologies to the, the women's team, you know, but we were, we were all on our phones like, um, uh, seeing the news break. But there was no shock and everybody was completely... Unanimous, I think everybody solid argument for keeping him, and and that's pretty damning because with every manager that comes and goes, there's always an argument somewhere where somebody might defend something about him. There's pretty much nothing that anybody got out of anything that he did. I don't know, you know, I don't. I feel, I feel it's the right decision, and and it's it's come at probably the right time. I think there's um there's a, there, I mean like. There's um, obviously been a bit of a, a thing for a little while about the Bruno out and he's been grinding a lot of momentum and there's been a lot of people, including ourselves, that have been... I think the Wolves fans have been generally really patient because he did have... Um, you know, we start when was the start of last season when he came in, the football that we played the first four or five games, OK, we couldn't hit the back of the net, which has haunted him throughout his entire uh, tenure. But then he got us going and then we had the hope of getting into Europe and... The Champions League, and then it just kind of fell away. And I think he had quite a lot in the bank at that point. Uh, had a couple of injuries towards the end of the last season. It faded away, but still got us to 10th, which, I mean, I remember, Manny, um, you coming onto this, um, onto the podcast and going through all the players. Has he improved him? Yes. Has he improved yeah. him? Yes. And he was doing a lot of good things at the time. And then mm -hmm. he seemed to have completely lost his way. All the way through his tenure, there's been question marks about his substitutions, when he makes them, what he does, scattergun approach, how late he makes them, all of those sort of things. And those things have slowly come back to haunt him. Um, but because people were saying, well, he's been playing with, Brun uh, with, with Nuno's team, and then it's like, well, they haven't backed him, and then they brought the players in, and then he's got the injuries. There always seems to be some reason to give him a little bit more time. And I think... Any any manager that's done 20, 21 games and won two or three matches, that's half a season, ain't going to survive that. And when you look at the start of this season, 
and even ourselves are basically saying it's time, enough is enough. Nice bloke, just seems to be out of his depth. I mean, Paul, you know, we, you talked about the psychology of the team. Do you think this now, this decision will give them the psychology? Will it change the psychology out from your point of view? Is that it should me? do, and I think oh, it's got to cool. be. Cool. Yeah, I think that's one thing that the players will be hoping for. I mean, we've heard people like John Ruddy leave the club and give an interview to say that he thinks his man management was poor. And I, I find that to be a real um, bad sign. Um, I think at this level, there's not much to choose between a lot of the Premier League teams and the players. They're all good players, really, to be at that level. And to get that cohesion, that extra bit of motivation, that's a really important skill of a manager. And I think he was probably lacking that from what, from what you can hear. It's not just John Ruddy that said it. I mean, Connor said, didn't he, when he, when he left, when he gave that interview to Talk Sport, I think that something wasn't right. And I thought Ruben Neves' words were very interesting after the match yesterday. It almost felt like he felt free to say them, like he knew that this was coming. So one of the first jobs the, the new manager will have to do is try and get a bit of togetherness again in, in the team. I mean, the way that only five players came over to applaud the fans yesterday, that shows a lack of togetherness and the attitude's not quite right. And it does make me think about his comments about Hoover back in March against Crystal Palace. Mm. I think that was inappropriate. I don't think he should have said that. I said that at the time, and I think it just shows a naive approach to man management at this at this level. So for me, he was out of his depth. Uh, Jason, um, on that with regards to obviously him going in terms of like the man management side of uh, Bruno Large, you know, he, he comes in, he's very analytical type of uh, thing. And we've also in the uh, in the summer when he was kind of basically trying to shout, right, this is my team. You've got yeah. the likes of Roman Says, Bolly, Cody, all of those bombed out. Uh, big influences in the dressing room going obviously to the back four, which is fair enough. That's his, his team. But do you think that's where it's all stemmed from? Where it's kind of... Yeah, I mean, there's been excuses given that, yes, he was using Nuno's team. But equally, there was a good team there. You know, there were some decent players. They should have been performing much better. He's had his window now, albeit he left his business very, very late. That's probably not Bruno's fault. It's, you know, due to players becoming available, etc., and the right players. But the business was done very, very late. Um so have they had time to gel? Listen, we can give him a million excuses. He wasn't the man for the job. If you look at the way he started at Benfica, he had a fantastic start and it petered off to from one of the best runs in their history to one of the worst runs. Um, and at Wolves, once again, he started well. The football was, was decent. But we've, we've had a problem with goal scoring all along. And I think that was his downfall in the end. Yes, he got the defence right. Nuno got the defence right. That's never really been an issue. But it was the goal scoring. I think what they need to focus on now is... Instead of getting these head coaches in, because look, who can teach Ruben Nevers and, you know, Joe Martini? You can't keep overcoaching these players. I think you need a real good man manager in. We've got a fantastic team. We don't doubt the ability. We know we've got the ability there. We need someone to come in and man manage these players and get the best out of them. Now, I'm going to chuck a curveball in because I think they need to look for a manager. You're not going to say Dean Saunders, are you? No. <laughs> they, now, I'm not selling that tonight. They need to look for a manager now on their uppers. When we took Bruno Large, he was on a downer. I've just said that. He's, he had a poor run with Benfica and we give him an opportunity. 
we need to get someone on the uppers. We need to get someone who's doing well now. We need to get someone who's firing on all cylinders. Don't ask me who, because I can give you names. I mean, that Lopetegu, for me, he's not the man for the job because he's having a really poor run at the minute. So I'm not an expert in Italian football, Spanish football, Turkish football, Portuguese football, so I can't tell you the man. Well, I can give you some names that have been um, that have been thrown in that I've got from Carl. Uh, obviously, some of these might be out of completely out of our range, but you don't know. But obviously, Lopetegui is one of those. Um, he managed obviously Spain. He did really well with Sevilla uh, for two for, for a couple of seasons. Obviously, won the Europa League. He was the, the manager when they played us off the park in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. You'll remember that. Yeah, uh, I think they got them to third in uh, or fourth in La Liga last year. It hasn't started well for him this year, but up until this year, he's done really well. Uh, originally was Bosun's first man. He was virtually going to be the guaranteed manager. Then got the Spain job. Obviously, another one here that has uh, been put down is Thomas Tuchel. Probably not going to happen. Uh, Ruben Amaran, um, he's uh, managed Braga and is currently uh, what was the sport, uh, Sporting Lisbon uh, manager from now till the current day. He won four trophies with Sporting, although they're only seventh at the moment. Uh, Sergio Concerta, Paula Fasenka. He's put Sean Dice out of here, but I can't believe that one's okay. even on there. You know, I mean, what, 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 uh, Sean Dosh, what we look at the players we've got: Ruben Neves, Mateus Nunes, Joe Martinez. What is Sean Dosh going to teach this team? It's mate, just ridiculous. Uh, we might as well just chuck the midfield out. Whoever put Sean Dosh, that is just ridiculous. That's just Carl. Let's put that down. We've got Andrew yeah. um, He is currently the manager of Celtic. You know, Andrew, put, Dave, if you're going to put Sam. If you're going to put Sean Joyce, you might as well add Sam Adderdice on there. You know, that's ridiculous. I've right, not right, put it. This is a list that's been sent to me. <laughs> I know. Let's be realistic. You know, at the end of the day, we've got to look at somebody, like Jay said, that takes us to the next level. We had, you know, we had a, a manager that nobody knew about, Bruno Large, really. We gave the Benfica 100 goals. With, you know, really... Um, uh, if somebody got an echo, sorry, I can't hear. I think you might be Paul again. I've only got my laptop on. Okay, that's okay. Are you doing a radio interview as well, radio interview as well, Am I? No, you know, I think we need to go a step up. We need to go to somebody who's... You know, why don't teams spend money on managers? You know, they, they seem to, like, go for these big players, like, you know, Nunes, 45 million, 30 million for um, Guedes. And then what we were paying, Bruno Lardy, we were paying in Venus, weren't we? So, yeah, we've got, we got, yeah, we got a massive, massive echo. So I'm going to drop so each one of you off. One of the two to see what it is. Who is it is. So I'm going to drop you off so first. Drop you off first. On. Hello. Hello. Flipping yes. echo, that's it. It's Paul. It's Paul. Yeah. It's Paul. <laughs> Paul, it's your Paul, it's computer. Your... The echo there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I'll have to try it on my iPad next time then. Okay, that's okay now. That's okay now. No, it's still there. No, it's not. Can you come back on your iPad in a second? Yeah, if you like. I don't understand how there's an echo though. I've literally just got my <laughs> iPad on and um, laptop on and nothing else. It's gone again now. It's, it's, it's the ghost of Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Won't Steve Bruce yeah. be looking for a job soon as well? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll talk yeah. About another one another is Pedro one. Martins, who's uh, managed a Liverpool as well. Yeah, well, I mean, they've well, had a they've had a decent run in, in Europe, haven't they, and dominated their own league. I don't know enough about these managers to make an informed decision, but if you take Lopetegui for example, he's got an elite track record, Europa League. He's managed his country. Um, Spain, hasn't he? And he's been um, Real Madrid manager. So surely that's good enough for us. In, he's in got a good relationship, good relationship with Nevis as well. I wasn't completely writing him off, by the way, but I just think I, I'm just hell-bent on getting someone who's, you know, who's on the uppers, as I said earlier. That's, I think that's so important that we've got someone who can hit the ground running, who's got confidence already, who's not coming with any baggage. Sorry, Emma's trying to help me with the echo cancellation. Paul, I'm going to ask because of the echo. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Sorry about that. I've got no idea why why that's the case. Yeah. Apologies for that, mate. All right. No worries. I'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, see you on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Right. So, um, yeah. Poor Mansell. I mean, Jeff, she handled it better than that, Dave. You know what? Listening to Jace is quite interesting, but listening to him twice can get a bit. <laughs> been a heck on out. I could hear myself speaking. I was thinking, oh my god. So I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna bring um, Jack on into the equation here. Hello, oh, Jack. Hi guys, you're right. How are you doing, Jack? Nice you been this. What are your thoughts? I agree with everything that's been said. I mean, I've got no ill feelings towards Bruno. He's kind of, he's very beige. You know, he's come in. He's he won't leave very many footprints on the history of the club, will he? He's kind of come in, done an okay job, and now he's gone. The timing is absolutely right because if you saw full time yesterday, the fans are starting to turn. So all yeah. after that, it becomes toxic, it becomes bitter, it becomes personal, and you don't yeah. want to see that because I think we're better as a club than that. So I yeah. think now is the perfect time to go. He was a left field choice. We've given him a go. It hasn't worked. Thank you very much. Off you go, and then we go and get someone else and, and start again. So I think the yeah, timing is, is spot on. He's just used the word beige. I think that's the best word anybody's used to describe Bruno. You know, that's like just bang on, wasn't it? So what do you think, Jack, in terms of your your preferences of all these names being bandied about? Because me and Jason, Dave, sort of shaking our heads. We don't really know any of them, you know. It's one of them, isn't it? I mean, no one's kind of right across everything, are they? But I mean, I think Lopetegui fits, fits the bill in terms of he's got a profile. He's worked with some of the players before. Fosun obviously wanted him right at the start before they got Zenger in. So there's obviously been a long-term kind of infatuation with him, if you like. I think Villas-Boas ticks a lot of boxes. He's managed in the league before. He's managed across Europe. He's still relatively young. He can. He's Portuguese, Spanish, so he, he can kind of get his style across with the, the majority of the squad. Uh, but, but I think Jason makes a really good point. We need someone who's actually in a bit of form as a manager. You know, we don't want someone who's been out of the game for too long or we don't want someone who's just been sacked, for example, because they're coming in in a negative mindset and all of a sudden it's going to take them two or three games to kind of hit their stride. We need to start picking up points now because if you look after the Chelsea game, we've got not even Forest Palace and Leicester in the space of eight days. That is a massive run of fixtures which could really kickstart the season. And if we've got a new manager in place by then who's got up and running and got the players on side, we could yeah. pick seven points up from that. All of a sudden, we might be 11th. And yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. everyone's going, what crisis? What crisis? Because that's how quickly it can change. 
So I think you know, getting this appointment is is right, but we've got to get it done as quick as we can, really. Yeah. Do you know? Um, I, I think that's probably a fair comment because this is why I think they've had to do it now and not why after West Ham because they've got to go out and hopefully they've got some targets. I'm sure they have, and they're talking to people and stuff like that. If they can, I wouldn't be surprised to hear an announcement of a, an appointment sometime this week. And he will be at the Chelsea game and then take training from the following week. If you leave it to after Chelsea, you haven't got a lot. Of, you haven't got a lot of time to get. You need people, someone in by uh, that sort of time to get them in for the those run of fixtures uh, that you mentioned, Jack. I, I get, I get what you're saying there, Dave. But also, I think we've got to get the right person as well. And I made this comment earlier. I don't think it's about getting someone who's available. Why not poach someone out of a job? I agree. You know, you know, yeah. I think it's not a case of, oh, he's available, he's available. Yeah, he's out of work at the minute. Oh, yeah, he's a good choice. Listen, we, I think we've, we've, we've really got to... We, it's, every manager's an important, um, you know, when they get given the job, it, it's always the, the biggest It's always the biggest one. It's always the most important decision. I get that and I understand it. But I think um, this time of the season, it's got to, we've got to get this right. We really, really have got to get this right. Yeah. I think just to jump in on that as well, I think give it two, three weeks' time. I think Leicester will be after a new manager. Aston yep. Villa will be after a new manager. Southampton mm. will. And then come December, England will be after a new manager. So all of a sudden, <laughs> all these managers, the likes of Pochettino, will be thinking, I'm not going to Wolves because the England job will be available in a month or, or Villa might be after someone or Leicester. So getting in there early, which we've done, we're now probably the best job available currently. So the likes of whoever we're looking at aren't going to mm. be looking over the shoulder and going, oh, no, thanks, Wolves, because yeah. Villa might be looking at me in a week's time or Everton or whoever it's going to be. So I think that's going to play into our hands as well. Because I think all of a sudden, with that World Cup break, you're almost going to have too many you seasons. You know what? We need someone who knows the club. I was thinking, Dave, you know, if you, if you look at all of... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, all of Fosun's appointments, you know... You look at Zenga and Lambert and then Nuno and then Large. Pretty much all of them were unknowns, weren't they? Really, let's be honest. They weren't big top names in management. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said. And it seems like, you know, Nuno was the one out of those that actually went above and beyond and achieved things that we couldn't have even dreamed of when he first came here. But it was still an appointment that probably could have gone both ways because we didn't know too much about him. Now, if we're going to go for a top man, like Jay says, if we want to pinch someone like this, Ruben Amarim, so he's a name. He's, he's like sort of seven to four favourite with a lot of the bookies. He's sporting Lisbon. He's got a ridiculous release clause of 30 million euros, um, uh, you know, because he's really highly rated. He was a, a lot of people's sort of go-to choice when Nuno went because he was like, but he was like a sort of a dream appointment um, with his um, sort of reputation that he's built. Why not? If we can spend, you know, twenty million pound on a defender, why can't we put money out and then say, yeah, we want to go for this guy who's managing a Champions League side right now. We want to actually, we want him here. You know, some of the yeah. comments I've seen about certain managers, they've said, oh, he's at our price range, we can't afford him. Well, hang on, if we want to be a top half Premier League team, yeah. surely what what we, you know, yeah. why are we pinching on a manager that probably the most important um, figurehead in the club? Yeah, I mean, should, should the manager not be the most paid person at the club? So if we've exactly. got players on 125 grand a week, 130 grand a week, surely we can pay a manager that. 
Yeah. If that's what they're after. But 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 they yeah. saying oh too shallow. Oh, he's out of our price range. Why is he? You know, I think the, the approach yeah, is different. Yeah. The Sporting Lisbon manager, I get what you're saying. It's kind of a little bit similar to um, in, in, in what Jason was saying in Lopetegui. Because I went, I was thinking, oh yeah, the Sporting Lisbon. Manager. Then I went and looked at the uh, the league table. They're seventh this year. They've lost three games, yeah. and Sporting Lisbon shouldn't be seventh in the uh, in the thing. I'm not saying he wouldn't be the right person because he is highly rated. But I was really surprised that they've had a bad start to the season. You know, I, I think when Uno got it right as well, just to you know. <laughs> bring him into the equation because that was a successful period whichever way you look at it yes it didn't end particularly well albeit during lockdown but what he brought to the club he got the city he got the project his man management was fantastic you know there was a whole package the engagement with the fans was there that's what we need Bruno there was never that engagement with the fans and you look at yesterday Mm. defeat just storms off down the tunnel ridiculous I know he didn't yeah well I think he knew the writing was on the wall didn't he I mean you know you saw um Obviously, I think Paul mentioned this. He had four, four or five of the players that came over. Uh, Clapping Neves come over. I mean, what a, he leads by example, Neves. I mean, he's a world-class midfielder playing in the centre of defence. He gave absolutely... Name me one manager. Name me yeah. one manager out of everybody, out of all the 92 clubs that would have the balls to go to Ruben Neves and say, would you mind playing centre-half? It's like saying to Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Kevin, can you play right back for me today? You know, you'd just laugh in the face, wouldn't you? Especially it's, like asking, it's like asking your plumber to hang a door. We said a joke because, like, um, obviously, Nevis is obviously picked up his fifth booking, uh, so he'll be suspended next week. And I jokingly said on the international record, uh, re, uh, sorry, on the uh, instant reaction after the after the game, um, wouldn't be surprised if he plays uh, Daniel Pedence and uh, Johnny Otto as centre backs next week. Yeah, I mean, jokingly, but you, you, it, at least that's all gone now. Obviously, you've got the. Is it the under twenty one coaches that have? You know what? I'm actually looking forward to seeing Steve Davis and James Collins just um, go into training tomorrow and bring the lads together because I think first of all the players will have a huge weight lifted off their shoulder. Like Paul's mentioned earlier, right? When you do that, what happened with Hoover and even Willie Bolly? I know maybe Bolly was wrong, but under Nuno, Bolly would never ever not turn up to training. Raul, we don't know what's wrong. He just doesn't even look like... We don't know if he's injured, if he's going to be okay, if he's not going to be okay. You had the Hoover situation. You had the Cody situation. You had the Ruddy situation. All these situations developed under Bruno Large. These were players who were solid. They were focused. They were together. And suddenly, these players didn't want to play for the club, didn't want to be there. And then Bruno, instead of sorting that out you know, lock in the door. You lock the door and get the players in and sort it out and bang your heads together and, and, and get a method out. What you don't do is go in front of the press and say, well, who has been doing this? Oh, so-and-so yeah. doesn't train very hard. Oh, Bolly didn't turn up to training. Oh, the other players hear that and they think we're probably next. And they all go. And that's what breaks all the team spirit. And what Ruben Nevis said last night, a player wouldn't say what Nevis said last night. If he had a proper manager in charge, because he would have been fearful of the manager. Do you know know what, as well, one of the things that I looked at yesterday when I was at at the game, and um, I looked to the touchline, and you got um, obviously the um, the West Ham manager. Did we lose connection? Sorry. 
the West Ham manager Moyes, he was on the touchline and Bruno Large was sat in his chair and he wasn't, he was just sat down. And I'm just like looking at that. Jackie, what's the lot of the under-21s? What do you think they'll get in the next week from these two that are, are taking temporary charge? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that can make a massive difference in, in a week. But I think what we need to do is get the players smiling again. Because I think the body language at times has been just atrocious. And, and that's not necessarily a fault of the players because they look as bored as we do watching. I mean, you look at that front th- front players, Neto, Traore, Pudence, Guedes, Nunes, whoever. They can't be enjoying playing that sideways, backwards, slow football. So even if Collins and Davis go in and say, listen, lads, whatever we do this week, enjoy what you're doing, then I think that'll just give everyone a lift and you'll get an extra 5%, 10%. I mean, I think the, the thing with Collins is he's almost under instruction to kind of mirror what the first team do. So we'll probably already know quite a lot about the system that, that Bruno has been playing. And he, he probably won't want to deviate too much if it is just the one game that they've got, or even if it's just preparing the team for forever's coming in. So I don't think there'll be a massive difference, but I think if they can concentrate on anything, just that mentality and getting the players enjoying it and getting them excited and, and a bit of zipping training is what I think we need. Absolutely. I mean, I think we've covered quite a lot there. What I want to do now is get on, to, obviously, before we uh, we finish off and get on to the next uh, people that are waiting patiently in the back, um, I want to talk about um, the game yesterday in terms of like your man of the match performance rate and your highlight of the day. And I also want to um, come on and talk about your next charity event because you've got one that you mentioned today, uh, Jason, and then we've got Manny. Jack, we'll have you sign a little bit longer and then we'll do the spin the wheel. But like, if we go with you first, uh, Jason, if you just want to sum up all of those points on the uh, the match yesterday. From your so point yesterday, yeah, um, going into it, I, I knew it was going to be a banana skin on the basis that West Ham were beneath us and that game when it took us into the bottom three. Bearing in mind, we lost to a side yesterday. We were completely out of form. And to be fair, um, they're not a good side at all. Now, we made him look really good. And, you know, Ruben Neves, um, he's, he's just a fantastic player. He really is. And, yes, he can play centre-back. Is he a centre-back now? The guy can play anyway. He's unbelievable. Um, one player I was impressed with, and I didn't think I would be, uh, is, is Diego Costa. I think when he yeah. came on, his movement was excellent. Um, I mean, that's what we've missed as a striker. We've missed uh, players making the runs. We've missed players bringing other people into play, the link-up play. I mean, he linked up with Traore brilliantly, got the ball, beat a player, put it out to Traore. Traore put the cross in. He gets his head. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly great header, but he's won a header. How many times have we seen over the past 12 months a cross into the box and a header like that? We haven't seen his his. So, for me, I thought Costa was brilliant. Um, Yes, it was only a cameo cameo appearance, but People were saying, oh, we should have played 90 minutes. Look, he hasn't got that in his tank yet. If he can play a little bit longer against Chelsea, brilliantly. Do I want to see him particularly start? No, I don't want to see him burnt out. The other player I thought was brilliant when he come on, so I'm going to look at the two subs. He's Shem Campbell. Now, yeah. I, haven't really, I haven't really seen much of the guy. He come on and played without fear. Um, yeah. Come on. He went down the line, beat a couple of players. He got a great touch. Um, I, I thought, you know, he was really, really good. So there, there's two My shot away as well, Jason. But as soon as he Sorry. came on, I thought I got, he got that shot away as well, didn't he? Just past the post. He did. He did. And he was beating players. And I just think he was he was playing with confidence. And when players are playing like that with freedom, I think you should just give them a go. Um, and, and we've got nothing to lose, really, with that. But the, 
sorry, what was the man of the match for me? I, I'm just going to give it to Ruben Neves because I just think the, the player's sublime. He's playing in a position he's not used to. He'll do anything that's asked of him. And that's the only thing that's that's really annoyed me because if there's any chance of keeping Ruben Neves, we've probably lost that now. Unless someone can come in and things change quickly and all the belief comes back. But judging on what's been happening recently, I think that he's going to be gone in January. But I'll give Ruben Neves uh, man of the match. I think that's a good point. And Jason, um, your next event uh, that you've got coming up uh, that's available for people to get involved with? the Christmas Two events Lager. coming up. So the, uh, the second best manager after Bruno Large in Wolves history, Dean Saunders, 27th of October at the Mount Hotel. I'm not expecting anyone to buy tickets for that. It's sold out anyway. But we have got uh, Wolves All-Stars Christmas dinner at the Mount Hotel on the 1st of December, Thursday, 1st of December. Just DM me on Twitter if you want tickets. There's always nine or ten Wolves players there. Great night party games. We've got the Wolfpack Howlers. Hopefully they're going to be playing some new tunes because half the songs they've got, all the players have gone. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they need some new one. Now, on to you, on to you Manny. Um, highlight of the day, man of the match, performance rating. Highlight of the day for me was, Jason's mentioned it, a, a winger crossed the ball and a centre forward headed the ball. It was like watching Wolves in the 90s and the 2000s, you know, like the bully years, a, a winger put the ball. And I was right in line with where that header was. Actually, I thought it was a fantastic header. He was very unlucky. His neck muscles, you could see it was a proper, and he was up against some big burly centre halves who, who don't give an inch, you know, they, they, they do defend really well from the back. And um, so that was my highlight. Traore came alive. He needs, he puts crosses in. Guess what? Triore puts crosses in to nobody for two years, basically. And now, you know, he had a focal point and he came alive and that, that partnership did give me hope. So that was my highlight. Seeing that cross and that header excited me. Can I make a quick point, Dave? Sorry. Yeah, Just on the goal that got disallowed. Um, Costa's run was fantastic. But because fantastic. he hasn't got his fitness, he tried to gain himself a yard and that's why he got caught yeah. offside. But his run was fantastic and he put it across to Pedence. And that, that was a great goal. But it was just it was. unfortunate that he was just trying to get that yard. I thought Costa, actually, I was really impressed. He was very intelligent with his play, yes. the way he was linking yeah. up. You know, he, you know, second he came on, within the first 30 seconds, he was doing this calm down. He was yeah. sort of... Well, he actually, it wasn't calm down. What he did, Dave, if you see when he runs on, he looks at the midfielders and he tells them to come closer to me. He, t he basically said, you two have got to come closer to me and then we can play. Because he's yes. like a manager. He was sitting on the... There was one point my son said, um, Costa just had a go at somebody on the bench. He's getting a bit animated. And he saw that. And I thought, has he? And I thought, OK. So he probably does see things because he's experienced. He's been there. He's got the T-shirt. He knows how to play this game. And as soon as he came in, he pointed at the wingers as well. He, he's gesticulating it. Guedes before he okay, went. You, I'm glad you saw that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. He was telling Guedes where to stand um, in relation to, to, to him. So he, he's got know-how, you know. And he, and then after he did that, you still had a doubt. Has he got the movement? Has he got the pace? Will he? And it was like, how is, how is this man not played since November and turned up to a Premier League match? And literally the defenders, you could see, were almost standing off him because they were, this is Costa. Oh, no. We've got Costa to deal with. He's got a presence, and he showed that presence. He, he, he literally made a goal for Pedence, which was offside. He, he brought Traore into the game like Traore hasn't been in the game for 
almost months and months and months. So, you know, it's, it's exciting. Yes, probably not 90 minutes, but I personally would have started it. The reason why is I met a West Ham fan and he goes, we're one goal. If, we, if you go ahead today, you watch our crowd turn. We're ready to turn on more. You go ahead. So that, that, that's why I would have started with Triore and Costa and then took them off to go for the juggler and say, let's go front foot, score that first goal, put this home crowd under pressure because they're struggling. Instead, we went with the most negative setup. Let's play our best ever player that we've had at the club at centre half, totally and utterly wasted, you know. You felt so sorry for him, especially in that second half. And then, Manny, our fans turned and they're thinking, yeah. you don't know what you're doing. So large yeah. and done it yourself. So I've got yeah. zero sympathy for him. Yeah, that's right. So, Absolutely. you know, yeah, my, and, I'm, and my man of the match, I'll probably, I'm, I'm for that cameo performance, I'll give it to Costa because it just lifted. It gave me a bit of hope and he brought other players in. He, he seemed like a leader on the pitch and we've been lacking leaders. We've got a good, lots of pretty young players, you know, uh, talented players. But the leadership, you know, Cody is the ultimate leader. He's gone. Now we need to replace. And we've got Neves. But you can't have Neves in defence and midfield and attack. You need players in all positions. And to have Costa there, you know, um, uh, is a big bonus for us. So hopefully he stays fit. We've got fingers crossed, you know, because... Our medical record's bloody shocking at the moment. So it is. Um, yeah. Manny, talking about medical, because you might need some medical help by the time this time next week, because um, they're yeah. just talking to everyone about the uh, about what's happening next week. I mean, you'll probably be in recovery mode this time next week, to be honest. Man, honestly, I've, I, I'm just gonna, you know, I, yesterday I was so downhearted because of the performance, and it does sap the energy out of it because we buy into everything as fans, you know. We don't go there. It's not like a cinema where you go and watch a film and you just enjoy it and you eat your pop. This is, you know, people's lives and livelihood. And I've just like, this is my wallet. I've just pulled it out. All this, Dave, was from fans yesterday. That's amazing. Just, in, just stuffed in my hands. These are people I don't even know. And I want to thank them. Like, and they're just saying, mate, what you, and, and that is the energy and the, you know, the support you get. And so, yeah, I'm walking to Chelsea. Manage, who would have thought manager this? Chelsea, sorry, managed us Wolves versus Graham Potter's Chelsea. Uh, you'd have got big odds on that at the start of the season. <laughs> you Can you know, imagine so, if you'd have walked to West Ham yesterday? Right. <laughs> been quicker than getting traveling on the. I'll tell you what, it took us five and a half Four. hours, ten minutes late getting in there. You'd probably got there quicker. Mate, it's horrific. It was a horrific journey. But yeah, I'm walking, I'm starting five o'clock on. Thursday morning from Molyneux, walking all the way to Banbury, which is 54 miles away, and getting to Banbury for about 11 o'clock at night from 5 o'clock, and then walking in the morning um, in a, another stupid, ridiculous <laughs> um, uh, distance to um, Amersham. Um, the hotel bloody <laughs> cancelled on me, <laughs> the one I had booked. It was horrific. They rang me and they said, we're overbooked because we've got a conference. I'm saying... We've got another one, which is about. I said, I'm walking, I'm walking, I can't have another one. This is my route. Uh, thankfully, I found one, which is a slightly changed route. Well, hopefully, getting into Chelsea um, in some sort of condition at about half past one. Um, and, 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 and in a way, I'm a little bit more excited because, let's be honest, we've got you know, two, two lads, homegrown lads. One's a Wolves fan, Steve Davis is a Wolves fan, isn't he? It's like, yeah. you know, 
And so these lads, this is a dream come true, even if it's just for a week, to coach a Premier League top class. And they know all the players because they've been around the club, so they'll know all the players. They'll know their names. They know all the youngsters, you know, and maybe they might say, Tim, go on then, mate. We've got you for a week and we want you to go out and strut your stuff against Chelsea, you know. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be... I think we'll back them and we'll 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 give them a, a good rousing reception, you know. Whoever uh, well, we'll, Wolves fans, they, we always travel in huge numbers, and obviously that you know it was yesterday they pretty much backed the team. Obviously, there's a few boos at the end. They clap, still clap the players off. Bruno went off down the thing. Manny, can you let everyone know how they can donate? Um, yeah, I mean my links everywhere. Like Jace probably knows, we 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 do go overboard with our um, fundraising sometimes and people do, you get the odd negative comments, but the thing is it's really, really important it is actually really important, people are actually dying out there from lots of various different reasons you know what, and they can be helped yeah, go on. if people don't want to donate, they can scroll by, they can scroll on, they can ignore it any negativity is just ridiculous, so what you're doing is fantastic, so don't, so don't let is, those right. people change your mind I don't, I don't, and this is the, the proof, you know, and even now I've got, you know, alerts coming through, £20 donation, and, and, you, and Jace does it really well, Jace thanks a lot of his, and I'm thinking, how the hell does he manage, because it's so hard to keep up sometimes, and you think, Tell me about you, it. Want to, you want to, you really, really want to thank people for what they do, and that majority is huge, and while those people are out there wanting to play a part, and wanting to support, we'll carry on, we won't stop, you know. And um, uh, I thank all of those people. So just on my Twitter or Facebook <laughs> or whatever, my links are on there, and you can donate and um, and, and and put some of your earnings to uh, an unbelievably good cause. Fantastic, mate. And we'll be following it all the way up to the day, obviously on the channel and everything as well. Um, guys, the uh, channel. Manny... I ain't swimming. I ain't swimming, mate. I ain't swimming the channel. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. That'll be your next one. Swim the channel. Do a triathlon type thing. Uh, Jason and uh, Manny, I'm going to drop you off now to get some others on. But thank you so much yeah. for coming on today. And Manny, um, I know it's going to be a massive week. We'll keep you on, Jack, for a bit longer. Um, yeah. But Manny... You're gonna you're gonna smash it, don't worry, it'll be all good. We're all behind you. Thank you. Cheers, thank you everybody. All the best. Catch you later, boys. Cheers, cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, uh, big thank you there for um, Manny and Jason. I'm going to bring on now um, Chris from Wolf Life. 
and Lucy to join us on the channel. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Evening. All right. How are you doing? All right. Absolutely. Um, Chris, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm, I might cough a few times. I'm, I'm, I'm just tested positive for COVID, which isn't okay. ideal. Okay. Well, just so as I'll well try and mute myself if I feel a cough coming on. Just as well, we're not doing this in uh, doing this in person. No. No. Um, Jack, um, it's obviously it's great. So, Lucy, you've been on before. Chris, um, you're making your debut. But I'm going to go to Lucy first. Uh, Lucy, how are you feeling about the news today? Um, feeling better now. To be honest, um, it, after yesterday, what happened? I'm just relieved. I'm not happy. I'm not upset. I'm relieved because it's like a weight off our shoulders. Yeah. It's it's been a long time coming, um, and like I said on the last one, it's only a matter of time. And I'm glad it's now. You know, no, they've, the, the, they've, 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 made, they've made a decisive decision and they, yeah. they've pulled the plug. Chris, yeah. are you feeling the same? Yeah, I mean, it was, it felt inevitable, didn't it? Um, and the runner results and, and his demeanor is, is just it just feels negative, doesn't it? And and the way that it ended with it not going over to the fans yesterday and and kind of negativity between Neves from the, some of the things he said it, it just fe it feels like there's been a disconnection maybe with the players and the management and um, we just need somebody who can get a tune out of these amazing players we've got a, and, a tune and, and Jack you know when we actually think of uh, the Bruno large era I mean it, it, I don't think anyone wishes any ill to the guy do they yeah. you yeah. know in, in any way shape or form and it's just sometimes it just doesn't work out and it's i think we could all start to see that it wasn't going to happen for him now and obviously you're on about uh, lopetegui but i was going to ask you about the game as well what were you thought your thoughts on the actual match yesterday itself when you saw the lineup i mean and that was when the game was lost for me the lineup i mean if if i'm being really honest and and you know i don't really care but I thought West Ham were dreadful. And I, and I think the other 18 teams in the league would have beaten yeah. them yesterday. But unfortunately, yeah. we were so anemic, yeah. so casual, so disinterested that we gave a poor team an absolute leg up with the team selection. Yeah. I mean, can anyone tell me, anyone in the comments, anyone on the chat, what Samedo was supposed to be doing? Was he right back? Was he right wing? I have no clue what he was supposed to be doing. I don't think you knew himself. No. No, I was just about to say that. I don't think he knew. He didn't. He seemed yeah. like it seemed like he was looking round himself constantly, didn't he? All the time, yeah. thinking, "What am I supposed to be doing right yeah. now?" Yeah, it was was horrible yes. to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Bruno, Bruno for some for quite a bit of time, he's obviously been playing players. I mean, the, the biggest one is Neves. I think in his in his in in his mind, it's a master stroke. And he's obviously thought this out. They've sat down, obviously, clearly sat down with his team and thought about this in great detail, and they've worked on it and made that decision. But when I saw the team come out myself, I was like, "We'll we'll we, we lose the game two 0 You've got two centre backs that are in the squad on the bench, mm -hmm. and the only thing I can think of that he hasn't played them is because he doesn't want to move Kilman. 
to the uh, to the other side because Totti tends to play on the left, and doesn't he? So, so you play mascara then, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what 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 are those two thinking now? Yeah, precisely. Because because it, the whole thing about when Sace went and then Cody and then Bolly was people saying, oh, it's alright because Totti and Mascara are coming through. We don't want to block their development, you know. And the first opportunity that either of them have had to play, and he's played a central midfielder there instead. Yeah, I mean that's going to be absolutely catastrophic for their confidence. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, 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 I couldn't get me breath when I saw the team. I, I just thought, why have we travelled four and a half hours for this? When, when you're when you're out of form and you're struggling, you put your best players in their best positions and you give yourself as good a chance as possible to win the game. We never even did that. No, never even did it. Uh, it, no. I said to you, didn't I, in the last one, I, I'd have got rid of the manager during that international break. We wasted a game yesterday. That was an absolute yeah. waste of a game because it was there for us. If we'd have had the best players in the right positions and we'd have had a go, and we'd had a bit of approach and a bit of a tactical awareness, that game was there to get three points and we've absolutely yeah. wasted it. Because West Ham have been on such a rubbish run. Yeah. And you, know, you said earlier, we made them look good. And it's like, oh, God. You know. Yeah, the... the... I mean, the only thing to come out of it now is that we have got a, there is there has been decision made. I mean, the actual um, the actual thing that um, um, who was it? Um, Jeff She that actually said on his uh, on his statement. I'll read it out. Um, he's basically um, Wolves chairman Jeff She said Bruno is an excellent coach, a hard working and dedicated manager, and with warm, wise, and honest man. He and his staff have been a pleasure to work with throughout their time at Wolves. So it's with much sadness that we've had to make what has been a difficult decision. I honestly have no doubt about Bruno's ability and I'm sure he will succeed elsewhere. However, the team's form and performances over the last few months mean we've had no choice but to act. He says, on behalf of everyone at Wolves, would like to place on my record gratitude for Bruno and his coaching team for all their efforts during the time of the club and wish them well. And obviously Steve Davis and uh, and James Collins. I mean, nice words from Jeff. Obviously a nice bloke. Um, but we were talking about last week. Wolves are a little bit too nice. Yeah. Too nice. Um, yeah. And we play very nice. We play very nice football. We need a little bit more grit in the team. We need a manager that's going to come in and play like you said, put round pegs in round holes. Not mm. try it. And I think large overthinks things sometimes. He overthinks things and overanalyzes it. And I think that's kind of taken his turn on the team. You need to say to the players, you're a midfielder, you're playing in midfield, you're a left-sided attacker, you're a right-sided attacker. Uh, Costa or Chem, we want you in between the sticks, attacking the six-yard box and the yeah. defence. Everyone knows their jobs. Yeah. Um, but you talk about, Jack, and I'll come to you as well, Lucy, talk about the uh, the Totti and Yerson. They're probably going, thank goodness now, because they get another, you know, because he's gone. Yeah. Everyone gets a clean slate, don't they, with a new manager, Lucy? Yeah. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I think it's perfect timing, really, with, with what happened with Neves yesterday, um, you know, having another yellow card because he's out for Chelsea now. So it will give the boys a chance to say, oh, this is my time. And they are brilliant players. There's there's no doubt in that at all. And I can't wait to see them play because I, I, I believe in both of them. I think they're fantastic players. They just haven't been given an opportunity to show exactly what they can do. Yeah. And well, I can't wait to see it. 
One thing for sure, Nevis won't be playing in the uh, next week because obviously he's picked up the booking. So, um, Chris, I mean, who's your thoughts on the next manager for yourself as it comes into mind? Well, I mean, somebody, I think somebody in the comments mentioned Thomas Frank, and I mean, that'd be great getting from Brentford, but I can't see that happening. Um, this this Ruben Amarim seems like a bit nailed on, according to the bookies, and they quite often get things right down there. Um, but Lopetegui, he'd, he'd be amazing if we could get him. You know, that'd that'd be fantastic. And I heard on the on the radio, I heard a Celtic fan talking about us poaching their manager. Ange Postecoglou, is it? Um, it's like, yeah, he's proven. He's, he's done it. He's, he wins things. He's got into Europe. He's done well. Um, I just hope we don't go for a bit of a, a Fosun yes man who, who will say all the right things. And But we need a manager who will come in. And like you say, get them a bit motivated. Play where you, they want to play. Who, do you, who would you like, Lucy, the ideal world? I've got I've got no clues to be honest, sweetheart. I've I haven't got a baby. Not a not a clue. Not somebody with some experience, somebody that's gonna G the boys up, somebody that's gonna get the fans, you know, back up and running again. We we need somebody with some excitement, the same as we did with Nuno. That's yeah. what we need. We need that back in our lives again. It's it's been very flat. Yeah. And boring recently, and I'm getting tired of it. You, so, we need to get the hope back, don't we? Because it's, yeah. it's like I think that's where I was, the, the hopes sort of draining out of you. You're going yeah. into the games expecting not to, not just not to win, but not to yeah. score a goal. It's like three goals in eight matches. I mean, Haaland scored another hat trick today. I know he's playing for Manchester City. There were nine <laughs> goals in that game. Nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way for you, Dave. I'll put it a different way, and this will put it for everyone, right? So, two wins in 17 for Bruno Lars, right? So, £30 a game on average ticket price. If you went to every single one of them games, that's £510. So, you've paid £255 per win, and you've paid £51 per goal because we scored 10 goals in those games. Yeah. That's that, 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 is, that is unacceptable. Yeah. However <laughs> way you want to dress it up, it yeah. couldn't have continued, could it? Um, I'm going to put it to you this way as well, Jack. If Bruno Larges had stayed, were Wolves going down and now he's gone, do you feel like that we can kick on and hopefully get into the top half now if we get the right man? I mean, I, I still think it's it, too early in the season to say who's going to get relegated. Because, I mean, Leicester have had an abysmal start, but somehow I don't think they'll go down. I think they've got enough quality to probably get out of it. So I think yeah. it would have been early to say, oh, we were, we're desperate to go down or, we, you know, it was going to happen. But. I think we've given ourselves a good chance. I mean, I think personally, I think the next manager coming in is an 18-month job or just over. I think they've got to stabilise this season, get us to 10th, 11th, wherever it's going to be, mm. and then kick on next year with more recruitment, more investment, and push us up towards those European places. And then next summer, so that'll be summer 24, you then have a reevaluate and say, is that person going to get another year to carry on? Or do we then invest again in someone of a better calibre? Because, I mean, I think we've, we've gone backwards massively in the last few months under, under Bruno to the point where we'd need to, to completely rip it up and start again. So whoever comes in has now got to just kind of stabilise everything, get us moving forwards, motoring back up the table, right off Europe and whatever for this year, perhaps, and just go, let's just try and finish 10th, 11th, whatever, 
and then next season invest for players that that manager wants and we go again. Maybe have a cup run as well. Be nice. That'd be good. That'd be nice. Yeah. You never Let's know. See. Um, your highlight of the day and your man of the match from yesterday? Highlight of the day was Costa coming onto that pitch and the 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 feeling of watching him come on and getting them players motivated just just them to tingle down my spine. It was brilliant. It was really, really good. Man of the match, I'd give it to the fans for putting up with that. Us all travelling there and having to watch, you know, our team play a good game of football, but absolutely nothing at the end of it. We cheered for a goal that was offside. I felt like elated that we cheered for a goal. For those two, two seconds, seconds, it was joy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was like, yeah, yeah. oh, so here we go again. Yeah. Then there was <laughs> pin came over yeah. into the balloon. What, yeah. about, what about yourself, uh, Chris? Um, your well, highlight from yesterday and I your think somebody right? said it earlier. I, I just love that when. Um, Troy already got the ball and he crossed it over to Costa and he won a header. You know, and I love the fact that it was fast. You know, obviously we all know Troy is fast, but it was it was first or second touch. He just banged it over. I mean, he might we, get a start now as well, Troy. Oh, I'd love that. Now Bruno Large has got oh, him. I would love that. Because it seems Bruno didn't like Troy. He was always sitting there. I mean, maybe he has had a bit of an injury. But, I mean, the man scares the living daylights out of defenders. You know, we were going to sell him. To... Lift to get 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 him to cross. Well, we have to wait. Well, Chris, you're from uh, from Wolf Life. Obviously, yeah. you uh, sponsored the Extra Time Show. Do you want to just um, whilst you're on, just yeah. let people know a little bit more about you guys and what you can do to help and how they can win the shirt? Yeah, yeah. So just to what we do, we we do all sorts of insurance. Uh, mainly, what I'm here for promotes life insurance and and associated types of insurance. The way I think about it is, you know, we all insure our phones or our pets, but a lot of us don't insure ourselves. And I, I just think that we, we should value ourselves and, and, you know, think about having some life insurance, uh, even if it's just to pay off a mortgage. Um, and I, I just, even if people don't have it through us, you know, I want them to, obviously, but I, I just want all, all of our Wolves fans to be protected. Um and, you know, that, that's what we're here to do, um, to ha- help us all have the, the protection that we, we should have. And life and you're a Bilston-based company as well, aren't yeah. you? local. We're all local boys and girls. Just up the road uh, from Majors. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just across the road from Greg's as well. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're all local. Um, lo- local people started the company. Um, and, we, you know, we, we, we're, we're all in it together, you know, we we're not. We're not. Um, uh, there's no call center. The person who calls you, because um, the whole point of it is people put the name and uh, details down in the in the uh, link below. And I've been calling a lot of those those people, and I think a lot of people have been getting the numbers wrong. Um, so it's quite important that people make sure that the phone number is correct. Um, and it's going to be a local person who calls you, whether it's me or Nick or somebody else. Um, you know, and we all we all want to help. The local company because it's all when when wolves are doing well, it's good for the locality, isn't it? it it's good for everybody, um, and you know it, it, it's just promoting local businesses. That's that's what we're we're all about. So basically, what we need everyone to do in the link below, one of the links below uh, this video, there's a link which says "Win a Wolf Shirt." You click on that, 
you put your details in, you'll get a free quote on your life insurance, which everyone should have anyway, and probably more so, especially the way things are at the moment in the world. And okay. there's going to be a, two or three draws throughout the season to win one of the new Wolves shirts as well. So just make sure you <laughs> click on that. And you'll probably get Chris giving you a call as well. And you'll probably, probably. end up talking mostly about Wolves, I would imagine. When you, yes. <laughs> and who the new manager is going to be. <laughs> like you, the manager. So, yeah, guys, if you go and check that out below, fill in the links. Uh, hopefully, Chris will come on here as, again as a regular. Oh, and yeah. he's, uh, he's took time to come out today when he's uh, coming down with COVID as well. So uh, that doesn't make you feel the best, does it? Well, well we're going to cheer you up now, guys, because what we're going to do um, we are going to do a spin the wheel question. Oh. Um, which, yeah, you, you love to spin the wheel. So I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up on the screen. Can you see the wheel? Yeah. So the wheel's up, and this is a question for all of you. And I'm going to spin it now. So here we go. So this this question is for you. I don't think you, any of you have had this one. Um, so it's if you were an animal, and this goes to Jack first, which animal would you be and why? And guys in the chat, you can also answer this. We've got over, we've had well over 400 watching. We've got over 370 watching at the moment. Please smash a like on the video as well. That'd be great. For you first, Jack. Uh, I'm going to go with the obvious answer. A wolf. <laughs> a wolf. I think working in a pack. Yeah, great mentality. You know, I think they have. They all have individual jobs within the pack, don't they? So it, it you know, it, it works for you. I, I think that they've got it sorted, haven't they? Absolutely, it's a great, great life. I think. Like that. Andy Powell yeah. says, "Watching Wolves, you do need life insurance." Artifacts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Darren's gone for an eagle. Mark's gone for a wolf as well. One, Chris wants to be a, a bird. We got wolf here. It's quite a few that are saying wolf, uh, wolf or tiger, tiger. Someone wants to be an elephant. They never forget, do they, elephants? Um, go. So, Chris, yeah. um, we'll come to you in a minute, give you a bit more time, Lucy. What would you be? You can't say wolf. Oh. Do you, do you um, want me to answer, Lucy? Yes. Chris first, go on. We're going to first, I'm going to say Labrador, because I love Labradors. I love um, what, because Labradors are very affectionate. They're dogs, affectionate, they? they're, they're gentle. They're playful. They're, um, you know, they're just the world's best dog, everybody, apart from wolves, obviously. Um, <laughs> the world's most popular dog, and I, I think Labradors are, are brilliant. Um, having had a Labrador, not not uh, not not anymore, but uh, they don't live forever. But I'd, I'd be a Lab, yeah, because they're, they're the best dog. Fantastic. And Lucy, what about yourself? Oh, you've done it again, Dave. You keep picking these ones that I can't blooming answer. Last, so you got a bit time to think. Oh, I know, I know, but Jack's pinched mine. <laughs> you were, you were going to go with a wolf, yeah? Okay, well, Jack was there first. Sorry about that, Luz. The pack mentality. Um, oh, I just want to say hello to my niece and nephew, um, Lily and Alfie, who are watching tonight, by the way. Hi, Lily you and Alfie. <laughs> got Wait some little up. fans there. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say a giraffe. A giraffe, Beans all the way I am. Oh yeah, there you go. A giraffe. A, a giraffe <laughs> would be very useful for watching uh, in the crowd because you'd have a long yeah. neck to be able yeah. to see all the action, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 And, and you get on some of Troy's crosses as well. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. right. laughs> 
The only problem with that, Jack, he'd probably get injured after 30 minutes. Yeah, do his ACL, yeah. On his debut. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute pleasure having random. you on. Jack, thanks for hanging on for a little bit no more problem, um, and stepping in for Paul. Uh, Chris, thanks for making your debut. If you feel better, don't forget That's to fill in the form below for the Wallfly for the life insurance and get in the enter to uh, win the wall shirt. And Lucy, fantastic mm -hmm. having you on for all this time today as well. No Dave. problem at all. Thanks, Dave. Love everybody. Cheers, guys. I'm going to drop you, you off and bring on the next guys. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to ask the producer if she kindly do me a, another cup of tea as well, if she would. Uh, Emma's in the background there. So, guys, uh, next up that I'm going to bring on, uh, we're, actually, we're going to bring on, before we get on to the rest of the walls, we're going to bring on a West Ham fan. Uh, before we get on to Chris, Dave, Thomas, and and uh, Keith, uh, we've got Geo from Hammers Chat, who's on here to talk to us about uh, his view on the game and the Wolves situation. You was uh, obviously from Hammers Chat YouTube channel, Geo. What did you make of the game, and what do you uh, make of the sacking about Bruno Large? He was not very complimentary on the uh, on the preview. You'd gone off him, so I think you probably yeah. agree with the sacking. Yeah, I do. I think. Um, it... It's the best thing for Wolves, really. I used to really like... I thought Wolves last season, for the first half of the season, I thought they were really good under Bruno Lage. Um, But the second half, I thought you were just boring and you continued that into this season, really. And I could see you was bang in trouble, actually, if you didn't get, didn't get rid of him. But you've got rid of him now, probably a game too late. I do agree with what Jack said. You've wasted this game, really. You could have got somebody in over the international break. He didn't have that many players away. With, on Portugal duty, yet most of them were still back at training. So the new manager would have had plenty of time with the majority of the squad. So it's a wasted opportunity, really. But you've got rid of him now. There's 30 games to play. You'll be fine. You're not going to get relegated to that. You've got, assuming you get the next appointment right, you've got a really good squad there. I was relieved when I saw the teams, Dave. When the teams come out, I obviously look at the West Ham one first. thought, right, OK, Moises made a few changes. Happy days. Then I saw your one in... You know, me and you joked about Neves playing centre-back and we joked that it wouldn't happen and it did and I was delighted. And the the, the Wolves player I'm feeling most, when, when, as soon as I saw the lineups before the game yesterday, the Wolves player I feared the most for this week is Fabio Silva on Thursday. And I'm not even joking. We play Anderlecht on Thursday. And I generally, I was generally thinking, oh, well. Because, and, and we, we Listen, West Ham going into that game, we were in horrendous form. Our players were in poor form. I wasn't particularly looking forward to it. Saturday, I started to perk up a bit. But that's just football fan optimism creeping in. But as soon as I saw the lineups, my mood changed. Um, the West Ham one and the Wolves one. And how I thought it might play out did play out. Um, I think the tactics were spot on. Bruno Lage's tactics for West Ham. You, you played into our hand completely. You know, we had a side low in confidence. I know you are as well. But we were a side low in confidence. It should have been a, a good ground for you to go to with the home fans and stuff and with the train strikes and stuff as well. And you made, you made it easy for us. We didn't play amazing. We didn't have to, we played all right. It was, I think you have to take context into consideration though, which is our form going into this. And I would have taken the scrappiest one nil win ever. I would have been happy with that. I'm sure you would have as well, Dave, you don't really care about the performance as such, get the points on the board, then worry about the performance later on in the season. So we didn't, it, it Half the league, we play like that against half the league, we get beat, as simple as that. But there was probably a few other teams we beat as well, Southampton, Leicester, Villa. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine we might have beaten them playing like that. Um, 
but we won it because of individual quality, really, and because of Bruno Lage's tactics. Right, it was I a felt. great strike, the first goal. Yeah. It, 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 it deflected across to him and he finished it well. And uh, Bowen, was it who was it scored the second goal? Bowen scored the second. Skamaka scored the first one. It was a good finish as well. But that's the difference. Wolves never really. Oh, we Traore had a shot that just flashed wide. Costa, you know, hit that header just wide. If that had gone in at 2-1, who knows? I thought Wolves played better when we went down 2-0. Um, strangely enough. <laughs> but that's too late. Um, and um, you had two moments where you, you finished and you were never really troubled, were you? Defensively, you did your job. And, um, you know, you've got the three points. And obviously all the West Fan fans after the game were singing and happy. And that might kickstart your season now. I'm hoping so. We've got, you know, Fulham next Sunday. So it's, 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 you were the right opponents for us yesterday. Fulham are probably the right opponents for us next Sunday. It's a home game, a little bit tougher than Wolves probably going into it. So it'll be a good barometer. And we haven't turned the corner, you know, we haven't solved anything yet. But we've got, I felt there was a few positives there for us to take into next week. But it wasn't the perfect performance. It wasn't the perfect team. But it was a, a vast improvement at what we saw against Everton just before the international break. And, um, you know, I thought two or three of our players played well and that was good enough for us to, to get three points at the end of the day. But like I said, both managers were under pressure going into that one. And I think it was just win at all costs. And fortunately, we got the three points. Who would you like to see Wolves uh, bring in? If, I think uh... um, my knowledge on the European game, if you like, isn't that vast. So when you talk about managers from... The Portuguese league and whatever, I, I can't really comment on them. Um, but I do think Ange from Celtic would be a fantastic appointment for you. If you can move, I don't think it's a straightforward. I see a lot of people linking him to Premier League jobs. He doesn't seem in a hurry to leave Celtic, and I can understand why. He's, playing, he's got Champions League football there at the minute, and I think he's waiting for the right job in the Premier League. But I actually think Wolves is probably a good fit for him with the players that you've got, because he could go to a club of a similar stature to Wolves, but perhaps not succeed as well because of the players available to him. He likes the passing football at Celtic. He likes moving it quickly from front to back on the deck. And I think the, the people you have in your squad would suit him. And I think he would suit your squad. And also he's just such a, he's very well connected to the fan base at Celtic as well. When you hear him speak about football fans and about football, you can't help but really warm to him. Uh, I've got no love for Celtic either. Trust me. I know a lot of people that won't know me might think, ah, maybe support. I don't support Celtic. I've got no love for him. But I think he's a top manager and I think he'll be in the Premier League one day. It's just a case of who gets him. And I think it's going to take a little bit of ambition. It's a bit of a gamble as well because people say, well, he's not done the Premier League yet. But you can say that about 90% of managers in the league. I think Wolves need to get the next appointment right. And if you do get it right, you'll fin- you could still finish top half this season. You can. It's a poor league so far. Everybody's nicking points off everyone. We've just watched Leeds and Villa earlier. Was, could both of them finish above? Surely not. Surely you'd be back in Wolves with the right manager to finish above both of those teams and Leicester and Southampton. And I think if we can get us, if we can make sure that we got if our strikers stay fit, um, i.e. at the moment Costa and Rel can come back and I think young Chem Campbell has got a role that he can play. Obviously, um, 
you talked about Fabio Silva. He's, we haven't got a recall option. They might go in the market in January and bring another striker in. We don't know. Um, we can get players. I think Neto went off injured yesterday um, as well. Don't know how long he's going to be out for. But we have got some incredibly talented players. You just need someone that's going to... The squad's incredible, really. And it should be a top-half Premier League squad. And it should be a squad that should be challenging um, for the for the European places. And do you know what? I looked at the table earlier and we're not that, you know, win a couple of games, you're, you're already halfway. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. early doors yet. Um, we've got, um, obviously, the, we're almost a free hit next week against Chelsea because the manager list, there might, there might be the new guy, might be in the stands if they move quick. We've got the under-21 coaches. So that's kind of a, like a bit of it. We can have a go. Uh, might grab something. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the, we get a bit of a bounce, we might get something, and then we've got Forrest in a decent run. So anything could happen, yeah, because the, the, the season's still early. You put a, two, a couple, two or three wins together, you can bounce off. I mean, you know, ultimately, I still think we'll, you know, we'll be okay and we'll we'll finish in the top half if we get the right appointment. Um, for you, for, who was your standout player for Wolves yesterday? Um, it has, I have to agree with everybody. It's cost, uh, he caused us problems. I think it was easy for our defence. It's the story of your season so far uh, from a neutral perspective that, you know, the first half hour summed up Wolves for me, which is you had plenty of the ball, but you didn't really do much. But then St. Johnny had a couple of long-distance efforts, which was Hollywood-style saves from Fabianski, but saves you'd expect a keeper to make in the Premier League. But you were passing about nice and neat, but that's all you were doing, really. Our centre-backs weren't that bothered with Guedes in front of them. And I thought Pedence was picking up nice little pockets of space in the first half hour or so. And we were struggling to deal with him when he drifted out to the right, when you had sort of Johnny. I mean, I was trying to work out you played a back three or a back four. Put it like this, Dave. I saw Saturday morning, I saw that WhatsApp screenshot going round on sort of Wolves football Twitter, if you like, that Wolves were practising with a back three of Johnny Neves and Kilman. I genuinely thought it was someone taking the piss. I genuinely thought it was that wild and bad. I thought, nah, someone's made this up. I thought someone's on the massive wind up here. And when I saw the line, I was like, hang on a minute. It's, that's true. I thought that is ridiculous. But I think Pedence was causing us a little bit of problems. But I felt like Declan Rice soon started to help out Creswell and Cornet over on that side a little bit. But for me, it has to be Costa because... He actually bothered us. We had something to think about when Costa was on the pitch and should have scored that header. Um, his movement was really good. You could tell. I always say that I said it to you about uh, Bubakar Traore, didn't I? When you watch a player, even just for 10 minutes, you can just tell there's sometimes a player there. And when Costa come on, after just two minutes, you could see that he was a lot more experienced than all the boys on the pitch. But he just had that touch of class. His movement was causing us problems. Um, Dawson... Like I thought had an, an easy game until Costa come on. Then all of a sudden, he was struggling a little bit. You know, Costa got the run on him and got that free header. Gets that in. And we, it, it's nervous time. Do you know what I mean? We're already sitting back. You'd have seen Moyes throwing defender on after defender to try and seal that 2-1 win. Um, but yeah, it's got to be Costa. And I think, you know, there's few positives for Wolves fans to take out that game. But I do think he's one of them. And I think that, having your under-21 manager in charge next weekend might be a good thing because I know Neves is suspended anyway now, but he's seen Campbell, he's seen your two young centre-backs a bit more than what Lage has, and he might just put them in. And I think 
you say it's a free hit. Well, I hope for your sake he tries something, whether it is Campbell out on the left wing and cost up front and as one of the younger centre-backs playing alongside Kilman or something. Just give the next manager a little bit of evidence about these players that they perhaps didn't have. Because you're not going to learn anything playing Guedes another week up front. You, you know, what are you going to learn? You're not going to notice anything. You're just going to see the same thing again. So I think, I hope for your sake next Sunday, you get a little experiment and a couple of the youngsters get involved in putting promising performances. And I still, well, Davis... I'm quite excited about uh, about the, uh, the Chelsea game now because they've made the decision and now we can look forward... Uh, mate, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna put you into a, a, a tricky position now because I'm gonna have to sh- do the spin the wheel because you're a guest. Um, Go on, man. Are you up for this? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna give a spin the wheel with you as well because you have to. You and we could because we always have a guest comes on. We have the last thing we do is get the spin the wheel, so we're gonna spin it. It's a wolves question. We'll we'll give you another one. Ah, what is in your opinion? The best and the worst song ever. Um, the best song is "Slide Away" by Oasis. Right, cool. Hands, hands down, hands yeah. down. Um, worst song. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll t- this is this is my honest opinion. I know it'll be a bit controversial, but something by Queen. I don't like Queen. I find them very overplayed and somewhat overrated. Um, so I'd say one of the Queen songs. You can take your pick which one, but yeah, "Slide Away" by Oasis is my all-time number one song. Fantastic. And Definitely that- not "High Hole Silver Lining." No, <laughs> that would go down well if you said that. Uh, Gio, thanks ever so much for coming Cheers, on, Dave. mate. I really am being so patient in backstage, and I will look forward. Right. Collaborating um, when Wolves return the compliments and hopefully beat you 2 0 at Molyneux later on in the season. I'll see you in January. Good luck in Europe as well, mate. Thank you. We need it. Take care, pal. So that's uh, Geo uh, from uh, the Hammers chat. So we're going to, we've got uh, a few guys still to come on the show. So we're going to bring on young Thomas. We're going to bring on Keith and we're going to bring on Andrew. Dave, we'll get you on shortly, mate, um, who did a brilliant article for us. But before we get on to talking to you guys, uh, Thomas, if you can turn your thing around so we can get you a little bit bigger, that'd be good. Uh, we could try and get, yeah, that's better. I do want to just ask you guys if you could do us a little bit of a favour. Um, if I can, because I share this. This is uh, the Football Content Award, right? And the uh, Always Walls podcast has made the final of this year's um, podcast. And you can see, if I just um, refresh this here, hold on. You just need to go onto the best podcast and you just need to pick Always Wolves. And then vote down the bottom, and it'll send uh, it'll send you voting. Okay. And then do that. So if it, the link is in the description below. So if everyone can get on that's watching and vote for Always Walls, we might actually have a chance of winning something this year. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? So it, the link's in the description below. If you could all do that, take a couple of, couple of minutes. Well, what about sixty seconds? That'd be great. Thomas, 
Andrew and Keith. Is this your debut, Keith and Andrew? It is, Dave. Yes, it is. Thank you for having us on. That was great. And thank you both because you are members of the channel as well. So it's actually brilliant to have you guys uh, come on. Thomas as, uh, is a regular and always the young lad. He talks uh, a lot of sense. But we're going to kick off, first of all, with you, Keith, with your thoughts. I guess you were probably at West Ham yesterday. I wasn't, Dave. Um, oh, you don't miss many, do you? Don't miss many, but... Um... We're doing a lot of work on the house at the moment, so I decided after watching previous weeks that uh, this could well be one to miss. You picked a good was. one. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? It weren't very good at all. It was a so nightmare. What... I can tell you about my trip down uh, yesterday because I set off with them, the producer. We set off about half 11. We are making up with Chris, which is Paul's dad and um, um, Balak. And we were meeting them at the Molyneux. We were going to meet them about quarter past 12, right? And so we set off at half 12. We were going down the A449 from Stafford. And we sat in traffic for about 20 minutes. And it was just like, this is crazy. Why is it not going? So we had to turn around. Turned out there was some gypsies um, or something that were blocking the road with a caravan or something. and Something like that. Anyway, so we, we, we got on. We went up towards Cannock and went down the lanes. Um, and then we were going down the line, making great track. And then coming up the other end was a a, a, a 15 meter Arctic truck coming. And it's like, and like he pulls over to the side, and there's about a much about the space of a, a, a cycle to get around the other side. And he's, and he's going, Come on, you can get through. And I'm like, I'm, it's not, I'm not the night bus out of Harry Potter where it sucks in <laughs> and goes through and stuff like that. So there's this standoff, and he was going, yeah, come through, back up, and there's a queue of about 20 cars behind us. Go over to talk to this guy. He had a proper little attitude. He was like little, little chap in a high-up thing. He had a real thing. And I said, like, we're trying to have, can you think trying to sort this out? So we, in the end, we managed to get all, all, I had to go and walk down all the cars and get them all to back up a little bit into this little alcove so we can get past. So we didn't get to, to uh, Molyneux until quarter to one. So we were mm. half an hour late leaving. And then it was a five and a half hour drive on the way down. And we were just getting to our car parking space about, we were already behind about 50 minutes out. And then just as we are doing that, they closed the roads. And oh. so we had to go all the way round. And we didn't get into the game until... Uh, 10 minutes after the game. Apparently, that was the best 10 minutes of the match for Wolves. We missed it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It was like... We said we said when, because after the Man City game, obviously when Collins got sent off and he brought Neves back to play centre-half, said to my brother-in-law, if he starts with Neves as centre-half again, he's sacked. He'll get the sack. Mm. You can't play a player that will get into every mm. side Bar Man City in the Premier League and most teams around Europe as a centre midfielder, a defensive centre midfielder anyway, uh, as a centre half. You just you can't do that. Oh, no. I, I know. What that's... a waste of talent, Dave. Mm. Oh, no. Is that what you think as well? I mean, Andrew, you're in Atlanta, are you? It's about three... yes. four o'clock there now. Half yeah, about four twenty-eight. Mm -hmm. So it's still early for us. So how did you get supporting Wolves then, mate? Well, I'm from Wolves. I'm from Wolverhampton, born and raised. 
You have and, got a bit uh, of an American accent now. Yeah, I've been here for a little while, so the, the twang changes. You know, people ask me all, all the time, like, hmm. most people in America know that I'm, a, I'm English. But when you talk to English people, yeah. they actually are just basically, uh, you know, oh, you've Americanized or a little Aussie. So a little bit of a twang. And most people that live abroad, I notice that do your shows actually have uh, a little bit of that, uh, that twang in their accent a little bit too. So but I'm not saying y'all. That's the main thing. Y'all, you're right, y'all. Y'all, not saying y'all. And Thomas, you've got a very big wolf's crest on your uh, on your thing today, young man. I mean, you always talk a lot of sense, very mature for your age. What were you, what are your thoughts on the sacking of Bruno Large? Uh, well, I think the last time I came on, I said given the next three games, but after him starting Neves at centre-back and uh, just the way that we're going to lose to a team that have been on such poor form and not score. It was, it just seemed like the right time. I think we, we all knew deep down or well, not even deep down. We just all knew that it was, it was time to go really. And about yourself, um, Keith. Well, like I said to you earlier, you know, He lost the plot, Dave. I mean, if you go back to February last season, he just won manager of the month. We all know that's cursed. But, you know, we'd been playing some half-decent stuff and scraping wins. And, you know, even when we didn't play quite so well, we'd pick up points. And then he does his, uh, his thing of bringing, uh, pulling out uh, Keanu Hoover in public. And you, what, you have a look at the, the record since. Four wins in 22 games. They've they turned on him. I'm sure they did, Dave. I don't think that that squad, a squad which I think is a top eight squad, spent a I lot agree. of money. I agree. I think they I think they turned on him, and it proved the point yesterday when Neves came out after the match and said, "If he wants us to play a certain way, basically, we're not training that way in the week." And then he's asking us to do things on a Saturday, what we haven't been practising in the week. He lost it, mate. He, he had to go. He lost the dressing room. Yeah, lost it for me, mate. So, um, Andrew, do you think that's now the, uh, the catalyst? So they'll be kind of set free. Um, they'll have that weight off their shoulders and they'll, they'll, they'll stop trying to put the ball in the back of the Indian bag and we'll, you know, yeah. stop overthinking everything. Yeah, do something. Uh, this is a big relief for the team. I mean, no one wants to see anyone sacked. But this is a, this is a great relief. And I'm sure the players are probably texting each other saying, thank goodness it's, it's happened. Uh, now we can move on. Um, and, and based on the boring football that we've been playing, you know, we've got a lot of problems in the world today. You know, war in Ukraine and all the other things going on with inflation, etc. This was our weekend to get away and watch something, you know, enjoy. And it became so predictable. Backwards, sideways, uh, let's let's scoot forward, play it back again, let's cross it over, play to the other guy, give it to the other team. And it was completely just bad. You know, it got to the point where um, you know, over here we get some good uh, channels. We get the Peacock channel, uh, pretty good rate that we can watch pretty much every game. And he was getting to the point, Dave, that you just switch it on and be go have a cup of tea, go make a cup of coffee, do something. 
as before you'd just be glued and just excited and now you just sat there and just say hmm, okay just terrible terrible it's game gone. but i'm glad he's gone someone described it as beige football earlier mm. is that kind mm. of how you would if you were going to describe it as a color would beige be yeah the color that you go for <laughs> thomas probably <laughs> it was just but we it's it's a shame because we had it's different compared to the Nuno era. The Nuno era, when he got sacked, we had something to hold on to. That promotion was something to hold on to. With Large, as much as I enjoyed the 1-0 against Man U, the 3-2 against Villa, and how we played at some points in last season, there was nothing to hold on to. And you can't be winning. I think it's one game in 15, you know, 17, three goals scored in a season where we've played mm. seven or something games. It's relegated. It's been it's been relegation form for months. Burnley have scored more goals than us in recent times in the Premier League. They're not in the competition. I mean it's it's a laugh. It's 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 la if if I'm a neutral, I'm laughing at the moment at Wolves. But it's beige, it's boring. It hopefully it won't be any more. Um, and we just need to move on now because that 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 era's over. It and hopefully it won't affect whether we stay in the league or not. I don't think it should, considering the caliber of some of the players. But hopefully it shouldn't, and it well it shouldn't. But, well, yeah, I'm going to ask each one of you now um, before we get on to yesterday's match, and uh, and then after that, spin the wheel, the dreaded wheel, uh, <laughs> which you're going to have to face, Keith. Um, who would you like in? If it was down to you, who would you go for? If you were like Jeff and you could go and get someone, who would it be? I think we'd all like somebody who'd got Premier League experience. Yeah. It's a big risk. You, you can keep coming from Porto and Greece and places like that, these managers. How many actually succeed, Dave? How many of them actually do any good? There's not many really, mate, is there? When you mm. think about it. So, the only one I can see out there who's available at the moment who's got Premier League experience with two clubs is Villas Boas. And he's a free, mm. free agent. Villas Boas, he has been mentioned. Um, um, now, there's four, the four favourites uh, Concio, Amiron, um, Martins from Olympiacos. And Lopetegui, and they're all really short odds at the moment. What, and give us the background on each one of those, if you can. Well, uh, Sergio Conchao is a Porto manager. Yeah. Obviously, they're in European football. Ruben Amorim, he's from um, Sporting. They're not doing great at the moment, you know. They're, I think they're sixth or seventh in their league at the moment. Martin, Martin's at Olympiacos. They'll win that league like they do every year. So I don't we know if that's. We do like going to Olympiacos for players, don't we? <laughs> well, we do, don't we? Seem to have this thing. And we, if you remember, before we got uh, uh, Nuno in, Lopetegui was was the man they wanted. Yeah, he was, but he got the Spanish job, didn't he? If you remember that. Mm -hmm. And um, so obviously we went with Nuno, and we all thought he was this bloke. We never, nobody had heard of him. Let's be fair, mm -hmm. had we? Uh, we thought we'd got another Walter Zenger on our hands. and <laughs> We were spoiled, weren't we, for three years? It's the best. I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, I don't know. did you ever see the um, the um, Amazon series on Tottenham? 
Yes. Did you watch it? And do you remember when um, Mourinho was manager and we beat him 3-2? I know. He came in the changing room. I can't repeat the words he said. And he said, these lot are horrible. I won't repeat the next bit. They're horrible. We're not horrible anymore, are we? We are. We're nice. Roll over, tickle our belly, and we'll give you the game. We'll give you the game. Mm -hmm. There's no nastiness. There's nothing there at the moment. And I firmly believe that from the 27th of February, when he came out and he pulled that young lad out, fair enough, he played poor at West Ham. He was poor. I was he, there. he basically publicly humiliated him. He did. And I, but the thing is, I think from that point on, they've closed ranks. And then mm -hmm. it just dropped like a stone. <clears throat> and from, he's, he's paid the ultimate price. He's lost his job. That squad will not get relegated with a new manager. That squad will finish halfway minimum. I agree. I, I, I'm with you. I still think there's... You look at Arsenal last year, they had a slow start. You can put a... And I've looked at the table today. You put two or three wins and you're, 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 you're halfway. I mean, we've got, we've got games coming up. OK, Chelsea's a tough ask. They're going to be at home under Potter, you know. But in some ways, that's an ideal game for next week. And then we've got three very winnable games following that yeah, as well. We were at the England game on Monday and we were watching that and I looked at my brother-in-law and he looked at me, he says, like watching Wolves. 2-0 down. He says, this is just like watching Wolves. And it was, it was, a, if you watch the first 60 minutes of that England game, it was like watching a Wolves game. It was awful. And, and we're just too predictable. Teams know you get at Wolves Give them the first 10 minutes. Give them as much of the ball as you like. They, they won't penetrate the box. They won't fill the box when they're attacking. Nobody attacks a six-yard box. There's no one there. There's, if I'm a six-foot centre-half, Daniel Pudence ain't going to uh, worry me. He ain't gonna, that ain't going to worry me at all. Hmm. Diego Costa will. Yeah, I'll talk, I mean, we saw some big signs. Andrew, um, who's your man for you? Oh, well, this is a real long shot. Uh, Roberto Martinez. Roberto Martinez. That's a, that's yeah. a, where, where's he at at the moment? He's a he's the uh, Belgium national coach, and that's you know right, he had yeah. a lot of good experience with Wigan. And I've watched. Uh, I like Belgium. I like the way they play football. I know they got De Bruyne and some really good players, but I really enjoy their style and their passion of play. And he's really done well the past uh, few World Cups in, with Belgium. It's going to be very interesting to see. Chances of getting him, I think, are very slim, obviously, because of the World Cup coming up. Probably there's a lot of money that would have to be potentially paid to uh, get out of his contract. But I, I'd like to see that guy have a crack. I mean, we talked about some people say we've got to go in and snoop someone. That wouldn't be a bad one, but I can't see Belgium giving him up. But that's a guy I would like to see. That's a good call, but I'd like you say the world, with the World Cup coming up, I think that would probably be unlikely that he yeah. would want to want to leave. He'd want to try and win the World Cup, with, and you know he'd have a, ch a chance with Belgium. Thomas, for you. Um, so before I say who I'd like, um, there's someone that I think's been disrespected um, by people on just social media overall. Um, a cat. I don't think we should get him in, but Sean Dyche, he would. I think he would sort of stabilise the club. He would get it back solid. Maybe it, he's more of an... It's hard to say. He'd be more of an interim, which I don't think a club like us would want. 
but he would stabilise the club. Do I want him? No, because I think with players like Neves, Nunez, they wouldn't fit the system of his. If I wanted a manager, I think it would, again, probably wouldn't happen because of the World Cup coming up. But I've looked a lot and Denmark's manager's appealing to me quite a bit. Mm. He used a squad that wasn't the best. He got them to the semi-finals, troubled England. He went through a really, really traumatic moment and brought that squad together. And he just seems like he'd have passion. He's been linked with Everton and Villa in the past, but I think it'd be a good addition. But like um, with Andrew, it would probably be sort of postponed with the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Interesting uh, calls there. I, I mean, yeah, some people have, have said Sean Dyche. For me, that's just an absolute, absolute no. It would be like getting Steve Bruce or Sam Allardyce or someone like Saunders. that. You know, Dino. Think, yeah. So, I mean, look, I get what you're saying. He's always done a good job. He's made more than his parts and all that sort of stuff. But he is not the type of man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want no, him. Not, no, I know. I don't, but a few people have said that for me. And I, and I get why they say because he's all, he made Burnley. But the football that Burnley played, it's just, <laughs> you know, let, let, that's going to be a, a, an absolute no. And I think, I think it's probably going to be an Iberian type of manager that they eventually bring mm. in. Villas Boas wouldn't be a bad shout for me. Lopetegui, he's got those links going way back to when they first come in. So you could see that happening. The, the, the manager at Sporting or, or Porto, those sort of is going to be, and it, or it might be someone left field. But I do think, I personally think it could all happen this week. We're just going to go on to the game now. And then before we get to the dreaded wheel, um, quickly going around, Keith, yeah, um, I'm not going to go with the performance rating. Forget that. Uh, your highlight and, and your man of the match. Just the cross and the header. It's the nice to see. It? We haven't yeah. seen it, have we, for so long? Mm-hmm. I mean, first touch, Troyer, I get it, cross. And he rose like a salmon, didn't he? Absolutely destroyed him in the air. Want to see more of that next week as well? Absolutely, He's yeah. going to score mm-hmm. against Chelsea, you know. I think he is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. And so, um, you, for you, Andrew? I actually agree with Keith. Uh, that's what I put down. I, I think uh, just to see that perfect pass and for him just to miss that post by a few inches could have been their game changer right there. So, I... I agree. It's it's fun. It was fun to see. It was like, wow, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Interesting to see. He did look quality to be honest. And what about you, Thomas? It would probably be. We're just seeing Costa come on. Just a, like a you number, everyone a lift, didn't just, it? Just seeing <clears> a number <throat> nine come on and pose some sort of threat to someone for once. You know, I, I love Raul, mm. but he's not the same player. Obviously, after that injury, which was awful, I hope Costa can come in and just add some some sort of ruthlessness to the attack. Yeah, and do you know what? If there's a manager looking at the Wolves squad and he looks at that squad, any manager that looks at the squad and looks at the players in that squad... It's a good opportunity. It's like, and where Wolves, all they can do at the moment is take them up, really. Okay, we could go... But realistically, they must... It's a mouth-watering for someone to think the team that that is and to be able to get them playing... You know, we can beat anyone on our day with that with that team. We can, if they get them playing. Um, and if what you're saying is right, like what you're saying, Keith, about after the Hoover thing. And to be honest, what you put, you, how you point that across, that's true. It's all gone pear shaped since then. 
they'll want to come and impress the new manager. The likes of Traore, who wasn't getting a start. I mean, I was told by someone very close to Wolves the other day that Traore actually does want to stay at Wolves, but Bruno Large promised him he was going to start him and wasn't starting him, and he was getting very, very frustrated. And I've heard a few tales behind the scenes and things that have been going on. All of that gets washed away now. Everybody, mm -hmm. when the new manager comes in and gets a, a, a chance, someone like Trory might think, well, maybe I'll get starts and I won't be coming off the bench every game and, you know, having these injuries and everyone will be fighting for their place. And it's exciting. So we, we, we get the right player. Right, we're going to go with the spin the wheel, the dreaded wheel. Do it. What question are you guys going to get before we get Chris and Dave to finish the show? Spin the wheel. Here we go. We're going to spin it. You ready? Yep. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, it's a good. It's a Wolves question for every for for all of you guys, and we're going to go with Andrew first. Then we're going uh... to go then Sutton, who is Wolves, in your opinion, all-time best goalkeeper? And Wolves have had some great goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, Parks? Phil Parks. Phil Parks. Why do you say Phil Parks? Well, when you look back at some of the... Uh, when you go back on YouTube and you watch some of the old games, just absolutely magnificent to see some of the saves that he made. And that was football, right? That was, you know, the old stadium... Uh, Pitch torn up was like mud pit, and some of the the saves that that guy made it was just incredible. So yeah, he's definitely my top goalkeeper for me. We've got loads of guys in the chat that are joining in with this one as well. Um, we're going to go to you. So Phil Parks for you. We're going to go for you now. Obviously, you're a bit younger. Be interesting to see what you go with Thomas. I'm going to have to go off what I've seen in my lifetime, what my dad said. And just going off how much my dad loves him so much, it's going to have to be Matt Murray. He just loves him. Every time he's punditry, it's always, mm -hmm. he has been the best goalkeeper I've seen in the wall shirt. Matt Murray, good call, that one. And for you, Keith? Paul Bradshaw. Oh, <laughs> Andy Powell puts Broad Bradshaw as well. Tell me why. <laughs> he went, well, I went started going to Wolves in 77, <clears throat> 78. John Richards, Andy Gray, all those. League Cup winning side, 1980. Paul Bradshaw. Absolutely. So, guys, that's absolutely brilliant. We've got lots, still over 350 people watching live tonight. Absolutely wow. fantastic over all things. Guys, I don't know how many... Uh, someone tell me how many likes we got on the video. Surely it's got to be over 100. Um, but if you're brand new, please consider subscribing to the channel. Uh, we're just on 29,683. So if some of you guys uh, do subscribe, you'll get us to over 29,700. That would be uh, amazing. Uh, Andrew and Sooty, thank you so much for your... Uh, you're kidding me. We've only got 12 likes on the video. Seriously. Come on, guys. <laughs> Everyone smash a like on the video. Let YouTube know you're in using it. I know some of you will be watching on Twitter and uh, it's on Facebook as well. Um, guys, thank you very much for support, supporting the channel. It really appreciates that. And I hope thanks you for having us. You? Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it very much. So, and you, Keith. Awesome. Cheers, Dave. Fantastic. Cheers, Thomas. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, guys. Bye. So that's um, Thomas, Keith, and oh, and 
such an, and we're going to bring up finally. We thank you so much for your patience, guys. Um, Chris, if you can turn your camera around, that would be amazing. Just makes it look a little bit neater. And then we can get you on the wide angle if it works. Yeah, yeah he's doing the best. Hi, Dave. Hi, yeah. Now, listen, whilst we're waiting on this, I just want to tell you, um, show you a little article um, because Dave's written a, a fantastic article, haven't you, mate? Yeah, you're too kind, Dave. No, it is if it loads up on the, uh, on the old website. Um, and that is the 17th one. I'm just going to share this to show everyone. It's uh, an absolutely fantastic article, which is why I wanted you to come on today uh, and join Chris. Um, and if I show you, where are we? Oh, hold on, let me just uh, refresh that again. It should load up this time, hopefully. Having a problem, there we go. Let me just load this up for you. This is an absolutely brilliant article that Dave's wrote. And if you don't, if you don't have the uh, alwayswolves.co.uk website saved to your tab, you should at. Uh, Dave Porter looked at seven things we we uh, we learned from Wolves uh, versus Western formations. Players cannot play in two positions. Ruben Neves, an average Premier League centre back. Fitness looks an issue. The myth we play good football under large. The substitutions. Custer offers go. It's an absolutely brilliant article. Dave, first of all, you've done some analysis on that. We really enjoyed the read on it. Can you just? Tell us a little bit of thoughts about that before we get on to talking to Chris about his thoughts. Uh, what, in terms of the game itself, Dave, or uh, just the what we thought just on the, the article? About your article before we get on to the... Yeah, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a tough... Uh, could have gone on for quite a while, that article. I had to stop myself from writing in the end. It had got, uh, gone too long, but there was a, a, a lot wrong. It's probably a little bit easier to write when there's a lot more going wrong, probably a little bit harder to write when there's when things are going well. Um but uh, yeah, I thought there was uh, there was plenty there to go at in terms of what what we did learn, um, and ultimately when I wrote that at, uh, this morning, obviously I didn't know that the the events of the day would unfold to were, but I highly suspected that he wouldn't make tomorrow. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, it, it, there there was a lot there. Um, I think we uh, formations was the big one. I think that was the one for me. I think uh, uh, you know I couldn't work out what on earth we were trying to play yesterday. Uh, and uh, I think that was probably underlined by the players' performance being victim of the same um, lack really, of understanding what, of what we were trying to do. Emma, I've basically uh, pulled out your uh, about your uh, your article and said you make sure you get you obviously read it because she was really focusing as well on the first one about the formations and how you put that across about the formations and stuff like that on your thing. So, guys, it's definitely... Obviously, Bruno's left now, so it'd be interesting to see how that does change. But definitely check out uh, all of the articles because we've got the player ratings that have been done as well. We've got the match reports. Uh, we've got a great set of guys that write, so make sure you do check those out. Uh, we're going to come back to you in a second about on the sacking, Chris, but uh, uh, Dave, but let's get on to Chris. Chris, you've been quite vocal um, recently in your... Uh, it's quite strongly opinion which is why i wanted to get you on about uh, the situation you must be a very happy man today i am but i think it's well overdue well overdue because the team as everyone said 
previous to me. Opposition has the easiest game when they play Wolves because they know if they go up one, they ain't, they're going to win because we don't score goals. Three goals in the last how many games? So any team, including West Ham, that were below us, all Moyes would say to them is, you get a goal, we're probably going to win because they don't score goals. And for me, it's unforgivable playing Neves as a central defender next to Johnny. Do you know what I mean? When you've got two central defenders on the bench, his man management has really come into question because that those lads must be absolutely dreading playing because they've got no confidence from the manager. They're probably sitting there thinking, what, we, what have we done wrong? Um, we're not getting any game time. He's playing a midfielder at the back and we're defenders. And I think, personally, when we last seen Totti, I was at the game, he did awesome. He, did he, he was. Awesome. In fact, there's an argument to say, because obviously he took him out the side for Romain Saiz after the uh, African Cup of Nations. And Romain, um, he wasn't the same, was he? he the, no. Before he went. And Totti, it, that also t- was a, another decision that was made. And Totti really didn't do anything to get dropped at that point, I don't think. No, I agree totally. And like I say, when he put Neves at the back, when Collins got sent off, I could kind of understand it. And you mentioned it. It's because he can play the balls out from the back. So he had somebody that could get the ball forward into the third half. But yeah. to start Neves at the back was a massive it's mistake for me. Yeah. So Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad he's gone. I ain't going to lie. Dave, do you concur with that? I mean, how are you feeling about uh, the dismissal today? Yeah, for me, it's long overdue. I would have got rid in the summer. I don't think uh, the running from last season was bad, but all it did was average out what the whole season uh, should have been as a whole. You know, if you looked at the XG going back uh, throughout the games that we did win and the good performances, well, the good results that we had throughout the season, largely uh, lucky and reliant on Jose Zar um, having astronomically outperforming his, his XG against um and all that the end of the season was was uh, an averaging out of what was a pretty lucky um first half of the season so uh for me the time to make a change was the summer it was always going to be one of the biggest summers we were going to have in terms of personnel yet we managed to keep Neves somehow but now that that season we've got with Neves if he even makes it past January has kind of been wiped out because you know Europe is going to be a tough ask from here from any manager I think it's a you know a real long shot and all you've got is uh, is, is to stabilise on that. Um, so now you've got you've lost this season where you've got Neves and Nunes um, and the opportunity that we had to really push on. I don't think we'll have that again. And whoever comes in is going to have to face the fact they're going to have to rebuild on the fact that you're going to have a midfield that's probably, in best case, is going to lose Neves. But uh, worst case, might lose Nunes and Neves and Moutinho. Next, next summer. Yeah, I think it's, it's a rebuild again. And this is a really big opportunity lost. Um, it, the time to change was the summer. Um, having not done it, then I think we've uh, we've wasted what we've got of Neves, and I don't think we'll see. You know, we, we'll have him probably until the end of the season. But even if he doesn't sign a contract, then you get into one year out uh, for Ruben Neves, and you're going to end up with some stupid money that he goes for just to get the it's the Traore situation all over again. I don't think I personally. I think that Neves. Um, I mean, I, I, I had a. I can't say who, but I had a very good conversation with someone that's very, very, very close, knows the players very, very well um, because of the job that they do and the the firm that they work for. 
and I, I won't say I can't say who it is, but they work closely with the players in in a service that they provide, so they know the players. And this chap has told told me that Adama Traore wants to stay at Wolves. He, yeah. He's come out of his mouth says, "Why is he not signing a new contract?" Says it's all to do with Bruno Large. One of them. He told me as well that. Obviously, Neves was going last season, last year. He, he was apparently going to Barcelona. He'd actually given farewell gifts to all of his staff and stuff like that. He'd done all that, moved his stuff out. It was all going, obviously, he's back. But Neves has also said that if Wolves can get into Europe, he want to stay if we can get next year. So it's not within the realms of possibility that couldn't happen if we can get this team ticking. And he does feel that Neves will sign a new contract. Um, obviously, Nunes, I'd, I, I'd be surprised if we got, got him next summer. He's just brilliant and he'll probably move. But I get what you're saying. You could almost have the entire midfield ripped up next year, apart from uh, Bubakar Traore, who, who to me, I don't know what you think, Chris. He's impressed me when he's come on as well. He's not done anything wrong. I thought he's been quite tidy. Uh, I mean, from what, we, what, from what little I've seen of him, he looks re- re- very hungry. He looks assertive, he looks strong, he looks like he knows what he can do with the ball, he's, he's got a good passing range and to be fair, when he came on yesterday I thought he changed the, the total dynamic of the game, him and Costa and Chem Campbell, I've got to say Chem Campbell really impressed me really because he's, he's only a kid at the end of the day and you know what, Wolves are in, in the best place mentally, the dressing room must be quite low and for him to come on and put a performance in like that, I think he, he, he did himself no service whatsoever. I thought he was fantastic. I, I have to say, and what did you think on Chem? Because I said before the Gary strike, I know he's a young lad, Chem, but like when you've got no striker, then you're better having someone that's a focal point that plays that position that is used to making the runs, even though they're not that experienced. And he came on without no fear. And, and like, I, I, obviously it was the opposite side of the goal for me. And I thought he'd score, but he, 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 he was so positive and he shot at goal. And it was like he did a few times, and I, you know, I just think Wolves seem to be devo- void of any confidence going forward. You get the ball in the final third, and within minutes, it's back to Saar. Nobody seems to want to take a shot. Everybody seems to be sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards, and then if they can't do that, it goes back to Saar, who lamps it down the field, and then we lose possession. Paul said this uh, previously. It's like they go down. They don't want. They didn't want to cross the ball in. They're looking for the thing, and then they will go back all the way around again and back up. Patience, 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 and then you, it breaks down. And you got to, you know, if you get the ball in the box, okay. Sometimes it might be headed clear. Sometimes the keeper might pick it out of the air. But like, or sometimes we might, if you've got people attacking it, you get a goal as a mistake. What happened when they were West Ham were trying to get the ball in the box with us? We blocked it, but it bounced to their player on the edge of the box. It then, you know, half follows it into the top corner because he created the space. It made something happen. And we've got the players that can do exactly that from the edge of the box as well. Um, Dave, I mean, your picks for next manager, who would you go with? Yeah, I think it's a tricky one. Um, lots of names in the frame who, who I'm not particularly uh, knowledgeable about their skill set. Um, I think for me, I am leaning towards Lopetegui. Um, and there's a few reasons. I think I think there's a 
uh, the set of players we've got, the, the calibre and quality, you need someone with a reputation and someone who's got that European credibility about them. And he has that. It's Real Madrid, um, Spain, Seville. It's, uh, there's, a, there's a decent string of, uh, of appointments there. I think uh, combine that with a previous relationship with Neves, if that keeps Neves on board, that would be a plus. And then I think um, you also had some history with Traore in the Spanish national side. So that would be interesting to see if that's something that, uh, you know, Adama being um, my favourite player by an absolute mile in terms of the Wolves squad. I can't uh, I love seeing him play, love seeing him on the ball. And uh, you know, if he's got someone to cross to, I think we'll see a, a reawakening of that. So I'm really hopeful that uh, whoever comes in starts playing Adama and, um, uh, and that moves forward. So I think um, for those reasons, I would go Lopetegui. Um, they're obviously uh, history of Wolves there. They obviously fancied him before. I think it's, uh, it's, it's one that fits quite well. And, and I think that's where I would lean towards. What about yourself, Chris? For me... Uh... There's two really I'd like to see. One is Lopetegui for the obvious reasons, as Dave just mentioned. He's got a good reputation. He's managed some big clubs. Um, but the other one would be AVB. Um, I think Fosin are at a crossroads now. They can get an unknown for next to nothing. And I think half the players will probably say, here we go again. And the heads will drop even more. Or they could go for somebody, even poach somebody with, a great reputation with a good winning record. The players could actually, that could lift them 20% just doing that. They could say, look who's coming in. We're going to who play some good stuff. If it was you, who would you poach? You know what? This is going to cause some controversy, but I'd like Mar uh, Jose Mourinho. You go and oh, get him from Roma. He, is yeah, he not a mentor's client as well? He is, isn't he? He is, but whoever you get, you've got to be able to speak Portuguese or Spanish, ain't you really? Because... 90% of the team is sport, uh, Portuguese or Spanish. So, like I know um, the lad before mentioned Sean Dyche, but for me, that that would be just unbelievably poor. If Wolves ever went down that road, he was the most boring, defensive, negative manager I've ever seen in the Premier League ever. I mean, you got Tuchel, you got Pochettino. But I think realistically, I think AVB, who's also on Mendes' books, uh, or Lopetega for me. Those two, I'd be happy with. And it's I think the players would respond well. Stuart Kelson saying AVB's tanked twice here. Why would you say that? I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not against that appointment myself, but why would you say AVB? What do you like about him? Well, he's been in the Premiership before. He did well with Tottenham. Uh, he did well with Chelsea for the time he had there. He did great with Marseille. I think he left under a bit of a cloud because of a transfer budget. He didn't leave necessarily because he was underperforming. Um, he's, he's young, he's charismatic, he's got great enthusiasm and I think he, he'd be a manager that the players could relate to. He plays a decent style of football and I think, end of the day, you've got to put somebody in that can relate to the players. There's no point putting somebody like, again, Sean Dosh with Nunes and Guedes and Neves and Neto because they just wouldn't be on the same wavelength. They'd be on total ends of the spectrum. So that ain't, I don't. I don't think he's even. In, he's even going to be even on any. He's not even on the farthest Reds radar. That's not going to happen. But like, I wouldn't be against AVB. AVB uh, Andrew Phillips, suppose either. I think there's, he's a good shot. I know that Stewart's there saying that, but you've got to look at what he's done since and what he did before with what he had, and he's like his youngster's potential. Lopetegui, obviously, is it again? You could see that happening. 
Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, we'll be following it here on the channel. Going back to the match, um, your standout highlights for the uh, for, for the game at the weekend. What stood out for you, Dave? Your man of the match as well. Well, the highlight of uh, of my day, Dave, was probably at four twenty nine after international break. Quite excited to watch the watch the games again um, at home for this one. But uh, you know, gin and tonic in front of me, uh, wanting to watch watch the game, uh, and then. Uh, with so much potential about what could have been the lineup, even with uh, with Collins out, you had still the ability to put Gomez in, still the ability to go four two three one, put Traore on the right, Neto on the left, Costa up front, even if it was only going to be for a half. There was really a load of potential that could have been in this game, the real sort of a, a turning point or tipping point for what could have been the team. And then at four thirty one to have that all dashed was uh, um, was a real low point. So those two minutes, uh, the the brief moment at four twenty nine when everything seemed possible until uh, 4.31, when it was defeat was inevitable. <laughs> Fantastic. I love the way you put that as well. And for you, Chris? I think it's pretty um, awful to say, but my highlight was a cross into the box, which Costa got onto. I can't believe I'm Not saying the highlight of, of the game is a, a simple cross. And I think it's that shows how low we've become where we're cheering and sort of masquerading a simple ball into the box. Well, and a lot of people have picked that out tonight, but they, in that one instance, with, like, you've gone with your favourite player, Traore and Costa, who's coming back to fitness and stuff like that, there is a glint of hope that a manager can get more of that happening going forward, and we'll start seeing more of that. So it's a good one to pick out. Right. To finish the show, obviously, we've got to do the wheel, your first ones. And I hope your debuts, and thank you for being so patient as well today. Mm -hmm. I've had so many people want to come on. Are you ready? This is going to yep, be your question. Here we go. No, we're not having that one. We've had that one earlier, so... This is a good one. You can have three dinner guests, dead or alive. Who would you invite and why? That goes to uh, you first, Dave. Oh, good Lord. Not an easy one. One would have been problematic, let alone three. Yeah. Um, let's go for... Uh... Oh, good Lord. Chris, have you got any off the top of your head? Um. I'd, well, yeah. uh, Steve Ball, um, I'd love to have oh, dinner yeah. with him. Uh, he's my all-time hero. As much as I love Raul in his heyday, I grew up watching Steve Ball doing the aeroplane after a hat-trick standing in the North Bank with my dad on a cold evening. Um, and that used to just be the best feeling ever, watching him. Um, Steve Ball, definitely. I would absolutely love to have dinner with Steve Ball. Uh, Freddie Mercury, I love Queen. I'd love to just pick his brains about places he's been and things he's seen and done and albums he's worked on. And the third guest will probably be, um, let me think, Bruno Log, because I'd like to ask him what the hell he was doing when he thought he'd come and destroy my club. Mate, that's a great answer. Dave, is that giving you time to have a uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go slightly different route. I'll go uh, uh, maybe Brian Cox... Uh, the scientist, not the actor, the um, uh, maybe the Dalai Lama, 
And uh, what about... Um, I wouldn't mind meeting Nuno for having to see see what he was like on a on a on an evening. That's absolutely brilliant. We've had some great answers here as well. Like, um, I mean, like Kevin Jackson, Elvis, Hitler, and Queen. I mean, that's <laughs> a lineup, isn't it? There, just to think, um, Elvis, BB King, Eric Clapton, um, Muhammad Ali, Steve Bull, Bill McGarry, Bill McGarry, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, Billy Wright. <laughs> oh well thank you Andy that's very nice Bob Marley the Queen and Elvin I think he means Elvis and stuff like that we're getting some uh, we're getting some great ones listen guys absolutely uh, fantastic uh, thank you very much for uh, you know for sticking with us God, we've had well over 300 watching live in the chat all the way through thanks to all you guys in the chat for uh, for uh, sticking with us as well please smash a like on the video if you're new please consider subscribing that would be amazing leave us a rating on the podcast and um, yeah it's a, it's a momentous day Wolves have sacked uh, their manager Bruno Large obviously um, the tone of the uh, the actual podcast has changed a little bit because of that but it's been great getting so many people wanting to come on tonight which is why we changed the format a little bit to get more people on the screen talking at the same time because otherwise it would have been a four-hour podcast rather than uh, the two hours. I did promise Emma I'd try and keep it down to 90 minutes, but today is one of them days when you just couldn't uh, do that. Um, so it's been a brilliant show, and, um, you know, I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, please uh, let us know, leave a comment in thing. And don't forget, please vote for us at the Football Content Awards. You know, make sure that you give us a vote. Um, do it every day, vote it on every device, and just maybe Wolves can bring home something because it be you know, we work hard at it, and uh, your support for that would be amazing. And uh, again, thanks to Wolf Life for their support on this show. And you can enter the uh, winner wall shirt below. Um, Chris and Dave, any final thoughts for any final thoughts of hope for everyone? I think we've all got to remain positive. I think Wolves have done the correct thing in getting rid of Larg as early as they can in the season with the performances, the goals, the formations, the subs. So let's all put our energy into, uh, hopefully, God, they give us a decent name to manage the beautiful club that we've all supported for a long time and we can be proud of them again shortly. Well said. And from you, Dave? Yeah, echo, echo that, really. It's um, I think the changes are long overdue. I think the freshening up, no matter who it is that comes in, will be uh, we'll see a revitalisation of of what is a really good playing personnel. I think, um, you know, I think better times are ahead and uh, I think this is going to be a turning point for us. So uh, I think the right decision has been made and positives from here on in, I think. Fantastic. And um, yeah, my dad's well, thank you, um, uh, Jason. And Mick DeWolf says, good show as always, always Wolves. And on that note, from all of the guests and all the pundits that have come on today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the podcast will be out Monday morning. The producer will be, Emma will be getting on that. So it'll be out on all good podcast providers to listen back, or you can watch this back as uh, not iPlayer catch up, but on YouTube, you can watch it back on YouTube as well on catch up. Until then, always Wolves. The 
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.